This podcast is protected under the laws of the United States and other countries. Unauthorized duplication, distribution, or exhibition may result in civil liability, criminal prosecution, and the wrath of the tall man. (laughs) Boy! Hey, let's talk about you, the ID10T community events at ID10T.com, like Russ Stevens, a.k.a. Cool Movies Darth, who has started a podcast called 90 for Chill, uh, which Russ says is dedicated to movies with a runtime between 74 and 99 minutes, the time frame that I feel is ideal. Russ, I could not agree with you more. That is a fantastic idea. Uh, Russ goes on to say, there are times you need a cinematic fix but don't have time for the latest Scorsese masterpiece or offering from a comic book universe. There's also times when you know you need a conclusion to prevent a binge costing you a whole night. Um, my guests and I try to follow these guidelines as we chat up features that are definitely worth your time and are beyond easy to make time for. 90 for Chill, the podcast, can be found on all major podcast platforms at 94chill.com and that's spelling out 90 uh, N-I-N-E-T-Y 4-F-O-R chill um, so there you go thank you so much for sharing Russ a uh, really great idea for a podcast events at id10t.com for everyone else checking out 90 for chill the podcast with Cat Bus Russ this is your host Cat Bus Russ and we are closing out Spooky Month with a, another marathon, the second marathon between Cat Bus Russ and Couchman Bakes Andrew TD. So we're going to tackle features that are about not knowing who the enemy is and possibly becoming the enemy, if you'd like it or not. So we'll discuss films like The Faculty, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and on the side of Who Is It, Child's Play, and The Wraith. I also addressed Thing 2011. If you know where I'm going with that, then you probably have a good idea what the main event is going to be. And with all that said, we'll get to the trailer for the main event. But I want you to know that I'm going to try moving this podcast over to Wednesdays. Because it seems like all the cool podcasts like Booze, Boobs, and Blood drops uh, their episodes on Tuesday when they do it. Same thing with In Love With Movies and definitely the Not A Strong Start podcast. So I figure Wednesday's a day that's pretty clear. Interesting podcast that's just an opinion. I'm just giving you a solid lineup to fall back upon. Got uh, How Did This Get Made's Matinee Monday, Not a Strong Start on Tuesday, and whatever bi-weekly or monthly podcast uh, likes to come out then. And we have the No on 15 all cast on Friday. So for you geeky movie guys and gals, I think I'm doing the best, making the best decision. So thanks for checking out 90 for Chill, the podcast. Uh, Rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast apps. And let's get on on to the show. Little Hand says it's time to rock and roll. Bring the noise. 100,000 years ago, it found its way into our galaxy. wasteland of Antarctica. It could not escape. Now the men of Station 4 have made a monumental discovery. An alien creature had frozen, but not to death.
is the warmest place to hide. was not the headphones that made me puke it was the uh fact that i was wired so it's like oh shoot this is coming back up so i oh, had to it was, it was more of an escape thing right so okay. yeah just okay. like, yeah i hit my mute button i'm coughing you know <laughs> yeah if you get the wireless is on just like yeah i'm out yeah okay yeah i'm waving him on and then of course it's a uh, of course, the chart, you know, I haven't worn them since I tested them out. So the charge is gone. So I'm still kind of wired. But with that said, grab the puke bucket, right? No, it's, it's <laughs> I've had <laughs> I've had uh, two Irish coffees and more or less, uh, I'd say Kentucky, but it's a redemption rye. So that's Indiana. <laughs> no, right, so yeah, I, um, Southern Indiana, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Or Northern Kentucky. I I don't give Southern Indiana or Southern Ohio. As a, as a person that used to live in Indiana and would often travel down that way, I totally get it, and we're not offended. Okay. Uh, I, I my uh, friends out in Cleveland, the uh, Booze, Boobs, and Blood uh, podcast. They're like, oh yeah, no, no, Cincinnati is yeah. not. Yeah, you 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 hit that. Yeah, you hit that lower third of Ohio, lower third of. Indiana, you in Kentucky. It's very different from the other two thirds of the state. Yeah. But enough to make it the conservative hotbed that it is. But we're not here to talk about pod, uh, politics or no. not, too, not too much. I mean, we are. This is uh, 90 for Chill, the podcast with Cat Bus Russ. This is your host, Cat Bus Russ. And on the other side, I have. Very uh, uh, proactive friend of the show. As I, he got into the meeting before I was even up. <laughs> I mean, I was a, I was awake, but it's like I get the email saying, "Hey, uh, Andrew TD has joined the meeting." So it's Couchman Bakes Andrew TD. Hello, everybody. And once again, uh, well, it's one of those. It's not like uh, you. I was uh, talking about just getting into a lot of uh clive barker stuff recently uh was at a marathon slash uh well it was supposed to be like a bonfire marathon out in uh between ogden and homer illinois okay uh which was a a hellraiser marathon after the uh first hellraiser you know it 60 degrees is a lot colder when you're in the out in the middle of nowhere (laughs) so we took it inside and it's like oh shoot we're gonna have to watch this on a 32 inch tv instead of a projector so (laughs) i'm not i'm not in sales at my electronic store so i couldn't go and push the 
yeah, you really need to get at least a 55, 65. <laughs> you got the space <laughs> for a 65. I don't know enough about TV, so. Or I know enough, but not enough to sell them. Um, so you uh, came on and said, well, I'm being quiet because I don't really know Clive Barker. And that's fair. And then it's like, well, you know, uh, looking through my feeds, trying to clean everything up, getting ready to dump Twitter. It's just getting so... Elon Musk keeps on making changes that I mean, currently not the one. I know. Like, are you? Is he going for the bankruptcy? Like, you realize you don't get money back. (laughs) Yeah, that's not that's not a refund policy. Yeah, you you are out forty forty million dollars, ten times what it costs Disney to get the Star Wars franchise. That's insane. I know. I, I can't believe, like you gotta gotta give credit to the guys at Blue Stripes, Blue Sky, uh, you know Jack Dorsey, the original owner. Like you were able to like like he wanted to buy it, but must yeah. And you were able to get that figure thrown out there, and he committed stupidly. Yeah, I I guess that's what they always say. The more money you have, the less functioning brain cells you have, because it seems like billionaires are constantly doing dumb stuff, but they can afford to do it, which is what really grinds my gears. Oh, yeah. So, well, I mean, hopefully everything straightens out in New York. (laughs) I mean, it's just an issue of how they're going to liquidate that um, presidential candidate. (laughs) Not the... Just how they're going to liquidate him, but, you know. Sadly, it's not going to put him in jail. But, yeah, he and he doesn't pay it. Like then there's just guys who just don't pay anything, which I think is what Musk tried to do. Yeah, like oh, if it worked for Donald, oh, surely. Yeah, because that's who I aspire to be like uh, a fake billionaire. Well, I mean, is Musk really a billionaire when it's uh, his daddy's blood diamonds? That well, well I, mean, I mean, and it's still inherit it's still inherited wealth, right? I mean, at least he's not an American. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 sad, it's sad that that's his redeeming quality. Yeah, we can just blame apartheid on him. And yeah, not blame apartheid on him. I'm not going that far, Elon. Blame him, blame him because of apartheid. Correct. Blame apartheid on him. Yes. Now I think blame it. Inter- no, he is a product of apartheid. There blame we him go. on apartheid. Yeah, let me back that up and reverse it. Like right. Yes. Missy Elliott once said. <laughs> uh, I, and I think she took that from Willy Wonka. I think she did. Yes. Yeah. Or at least it's very coincidental. Right. Yeah. It's like. Waka stops. No, stop that. Yep. <laughs> Move back. Reverse it. <laughs> Let's go forward. All right. So, um, so we are in a, as I say, um, not blaming him for doing like, well, due diligence on finding sub 100 minute movies. The movie that's the main event of this marathon. We're going back to the marathon is, um, just two minutes. Like I'm watching it and, I didn't get a more recent rewatch than when we first started to discuss this. So I, but, I watched it last night. So thank you once again for letting me uh, have an excuse to watch one of my favorite movies. No, it's a, 
it's it like i don't have like when i'm going through all my notes on the other movies for this marathon i took the, you know it's like the main event has maybe a third of the notes of all the other movies yeah so because it's it's just so much in the zeitgeist you know it you don't need the notes but i got little details and uh let's see oh trying to see how I can get this on. It's like, oh, great. Now I got to get the disc in the PlayStation. Uh, nah, that's, you know, I should have spent less time making up the coffee, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Hey, just from, coffee, coffee is an essential element of life. Right. But did I have to add the rye, you know? Well, did that's not, the well, other essential. That's the other essential element of life: booze. It's one and the other: stimulants or uh, stimulants or um, sedatives. Well, <laughs> trying to operate on what your body naturally produces—that's crazy. Who'd have thunk it? Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I should mute myself, but I'm not going to go through all the buttons. Where <laughs> so. The Thing, 1982. <laughs> All right. Where can I watch it? Well, I had to deal with that freaking AMC. Yeah, um, I, I, watched, I watched it on Peacock, if you got that. Uh, no, because uh, after, after Comcast gave it to Xfinity customers, and there's a reason I don't move out of Savoy, Champaign, or Urbana. I worked for Mediacom. And the retention right. department. So I know how bad the service is. Uh, but Comcast uh, was giving it to their uh, Xfinity subscribers for a good year and a year, year, two years for free. And then it's like, yeah, I was about to watch, I think it was Money in the Bank. And it's like, yeah, uh, do you want to sign up for premium? Yeah. Uh, so let's see. You do have to pay a few extra bucks if you want the wrestling junk. Yeah, I get it. but I'm an AEW guy, so because I, I want, I, I, I want I, wrestling. I understand, and, and I'm a junkie, so I watch all the wrestling I can find. I don't care well, who's letter, what the letters are. Yeah, um, well, I'm just saying, good wrestling promotions. So, oh sure, NXT. Oh, sure. I guess you throw NXT in there as a good wrestling promotion. If the mm-hmm. fan, if the fans aren't chanting your letters, you're not right. doing it right. Well, you know, speaking of which, um, one company is going from a name back to letters. Uh, Impact is going back to TNA. I I used to go to them when they were doing we- weekly Wednesday pay per views. Oh, Nashville. I I, I was I was there all the time because they let the soldiers from Fort Campbell in for free if we wore our uniform. Oh, okay. It, you know, it was you know, do those camera pans. You'd always see some soldiers kind of sprinkled around. That was us, and it was a good thing to have on camera. Especially when you two thousand two, three, and four. Oh yes, yep. Uh, yeah, and yeah. So I mean, I would pick up a pay per view every so often. Like, I mean, I sure. liked I like the format. I think they should have. I mean, yes, there's a much. Well, no, I mean, you just have to be like. Perhaps AEW should have just taken that instead of. Well, and maybe they will do that if. Uh, Everything gets screwy with all the TV deals. Are you there? I I have returned. I don't know what the heck happened. Can you hear me? Yep. 
Okay, I don't know what happened there. I'm going to blame AMC Plus because their service, uh, I think, is based on the idea that, oh, you're going to uh, want to subscribe to all our individual services with how awful our platform is. <laughs> I mean, I already have Shutter, so like, well, I can't obviously. So I've already canceled the free membership. Uh, but yeah, they have the thing right now. They have Thing 2011, which is part of the the marathon element of this. Sure. And I think we got a good compare and contrast if uh, if everything is still the same. Um. So obviously, cats out of the bag. We are trying to get to the thing. And, yeah. We we, and, we can't stay away from Kurt Russell movies. Uh, yes, yes. So, <laughs> well, you know, it, it's one of those, like, uh, back when I was um, doing a lot of podcasts with uh, uh, Michael Dubois, I can't remember what is act- what he's referring him to himself as now. Um, just hope he's doing well. Yeah, I'll just have to put it that way. Uh, good guy. And, yeah, I mean, then it just goes into your own philosophies and what have you. And that's not necessarily fair to apply to anybody. Uh, right. So uh, we were trying to do a, a Gene Wilder trilogy and we're, and I think he may have just either got fed up with me, like sharing, you know, Hey, I need people to watch what to listen to the show, throw your, you know, at this guy, at that, that person. Um, I think he just got fed up with that, I suppose. And uh, I don't know. Or when he tried to do a GoFundMe to just get like, okay, I'll throw you some money and I'm going to go and share it. <laughs> you know, if you <laughs> if you really, you know, you're going to do something that I, it's a tad shameless. <laughs> you're going to have to uh, accept. <laughs> but I don't know. It's a, uh, so we were supposed to do a Gene Wilder trilogy. We did the producers and Willy Wonka and, just never got uh, lost contact with the guy, hmm. or yeah, as I say, let's say he's. I, th- I, th- I think I would. I think I would round that off with Young Frankenstein. I think that's kind of your obvious go-to. Uh, I think we're going with he wanted to do um, Sherlock Holmes' lesser brother or something like that. Ooh, gosh, yeah, that, okay, I kind of that one was forgotten. Yeah. So, all right. So yeah. Um, so we're getting to the thing. So the theme is body snatching. Uh, and we kind of push it with at least one film a piece, I think. Yeah, but, it, 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 it's kind of sort of a, it maybe a little, little fudging. Yes. Well, you know, you don't know who the enemy is. That's right. really what the premise is. It's just that body snatching tends to make it a lot easier. Right. All right. So, all right, let's hope the podcast goes well. There is the Malort, so all right. It seems to be settling. All right. To to my credit, it was a double podcast recording day. Oh, it was, it was no, the second I'm... one, so I was already. No, I understand, and that's yeah. why I very seldom hate doing more than one episode of Baking Will Bake today because, well, it can get yeah, it can get bad. <laughs> right. All right. So. So let's see. So we have our two theaters. Now, yep. I did temporarily uh, on the uh, Exorcist theme podcast with a mind on fire, uh, John Romeo. Uh, I think he's trying to 
convert his brand to a film worth fighting for. So we did a uh, marathon to get to The Exorcist. Um, okay. So, so possession movie. So he, I gave him the, you know, I gave him the keys to what was it? Scratch, uh, Squatchy Cinema House. <laughs> Sasquatch Cinema House. Yes. Yes. I gave him the keys for a uh, for a day, you know, for that episode. You know what? For Exorcist and good good horror movies like that, I, I I'm not I'm not offended. All right. Uh, so he um, and he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna add this. I'm gonna add this." No, 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 no. It's a it's kind of a game. You only get one thing. So he's giving you a full <laughs> bar now. So you got your grill. You got your okay. bar. We don't have seats yeah. in the cinema yet. Uh, obviously, we we're not doing the screen drafts. Okay, bathrooms are an are an amenity. No, 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 no. Plumbing, and they were joking throughout that, like, yeah, you know, there's sure. a bucket over here, <laughs> but uh, so plumbing and the 4K cinema, you know, 4K projectors, all sure, included. Sure, sure. Okay, so you got your grill, you got your full bar. Uh, I went and added snacks to my popcorn grill. So what are you looking to add to your to my my cinema again is the Six Raven movie house or the murder movie house? Uh, um, I I actually didn't know I was going to get to add something, which is funny. No. Cause, but I did. I was thinking about that. Like if I could add another thing, what would I do? This is a personal one just because I would love it. But I think everyone would as well. The, your seats are reclinable with cup holder and they massage. You're welcome. I can't fault that. That's 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 <laughs> in the realm of realm of possibility. Uh, so oh, on yeah. screen, so on screen drafts, the second episode, uh, they went and uh, like adding the amenities, and the one guy said, "Oh, in my bathrooms, you're gonna have soundproof stalls." It's like, okay, that that's not real. <laughs> well, it would have to be like. In an incl- each stall would be like an enclosed room. Right. And I'm sure they have them in Japan cinemas. Oh, probably. Yeah. They got all that shit over there. Oh, no, no. I mean, I, I've i got a bidet. I'd love to know what a full Japanese toilet is like. But I rent. So. That thing probably has a cup holder with it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, they might massage. Well, I mean, if you ever use the bidet, it's like, you know, once you oh, get that's that's true. 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 Once you get past the initial surprise, it's like, yeah, all right. Yeah. It, especially if you, um, the first time you use it is after an all night um, excursion oh. downtown Nashville. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're you're not ready for that. No, no. <laughs> you and your buddy Jack Daniels, who you've been with all night, are not ready for that. I'd like to get this all Tennessee there. <laughs> Um, so, all right. So, yeah, you know, seats are kind of important. I get that. Uh, I was at, um, when I saw Barbie up in Rosemont, it was a freaking AMC, but they had reclining mm-hmm. seats. They had, mm-hmm. a tr- they had a little tray. Yeah. Like, um, I, like I remember the first time I did the reclined seat thing was, uh, we went and saw, uh, it was there in Savoy at the, that, that theater, but we went and saw, um, Captain America Civil War, and that was the first time I'd ever done the reclining thing. Oh. I almost got, if it wasn't for the fact that movie was so intriguing, I'd have fallen asleep. That's how oh, yeah. Oh, no, and no, it's like, I yeah, I can see that being an issue. Barbie was I mean, the smartest movie of the year so far. 
Which so is a sentence I never thought I would say. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'll I'll be there for the push, the best picture. I mean, I have like I have not at this, seen. At this point, it kind of has to be like by default. Like if they don't, they know there will be riots in the street. Well, I wouldn't say that because young no. people don't young people don't watch the Oscars. <laughs> That's true. Like they they did their best a couple of years ago with you know like oh yeah the fan votes on Twitter and such and like uh no <laughs> I don't think no, that, they just I wait till the next they just wait till the next day like I do and okay. just read read that stuff or find out like anything interesting happened like a couple years ago with um oh yeah Tupac uh, Tupac's cuck I guess we'll call him. <laughs> Yep, and, that's um, very fair. And, and Chris Rock. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would pick Will Smith in a fight, but if you're going to be known as a cuck, I, yeah, I'll put my money on Chris. I'll put my money on Chris Rock just out of exactly. principle. Like, out of per- yeah, like you know, it's it's like okay, who who who's tougher, Philly or Brooklyn? That's pretty. You know, that's that, that's a debate you could have for days. But in this fight, I think Brooklyn wins. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're you know we're wrestling guys. There's going to be a run. Yeah. In. Oh yeah. Uh. So, uh. Yep. Yeah, so that's uh. So, to my amenity this week, it's like, ah, oh, geez. I'm gonna have to go with the uh, AMC. Rosemont and put the trays like yeah recurring in the okay. chairs and yeah no but you get your tray you know like and uh yeah so I mean I need a spot to once I get my booze into the cinema to get it stationed so seats <laughs> with a tray so that's what we're competing with all right so so you got the full bar you got the grill I got a popcorn yep. machine and all the snacks you could want and seats think you might now if but uh yeah massaging seats i think you might you might be pulling ahead finally because so many people when i ask <laughs> grill versus popcorn machine it's like tradition you know yeah yeah i get that but you know it's also sometimes who's gonna say no to a burger well you know at the price of food honestly like i when i was at savoy it's like man i should just go and buy the fatty stuff instead of the popcorn they're charging this they're they're taking care of nostalgia they're charging you for the nostalgia so i would say yeah the the markup of popcorn amazes me so much and it's like i mean if it wasn't for this there's just so many like it's usually i'll tell you i'll tell you who's not getting paid for that the popcorn farmer oh all right well We've already ta- we've already gone after Musk and Trump, so let's. I don't know. Well, okay, we'll yeah, say, I'll, yeah, let's, yeah, let's, I'll save that for another day. That's personal. But no, that's it's a, it's not. You're close not. To my heart. Close to my heart. You're not. You're not wrong. But uh, Orville was a piece of shit. <laughs> I, I again, I'm from Indiana. We're not far from where Orville's from, and I am also a you know grew up on a farm, so um, I know. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so I guess it's like all right, the the foreplay. Uh, yeah. All right, um, getting, enough teasing. Right. So <laughs> I don't know how well the thing's gonna air on AMC Plus. Uh, so because uh, like they 
you watch it. And if you're sure. not paying it, you're you're watching AFC Plus. They, they still show you where they cut for commercials. And in, oh god, I'd say every third one they actually play a commercial for AMC stuff. So it's like the app doesn't work. This is what you're doing. Like, no, I'll, hey, I'll, they they already got your money, buddy. They don't care. Uh no, they haven't got my money yet. Paramount oh, Plus. Okay. Paramount Plus, though. I've been surprised when I because I needed that. I've, to, never really, I've, I've never really had a complaint with them. Yeah, I was I like I was surprised when I like for um uh, for a movie um that I wanted to watch on this, and then eventually another the movie on your queue. I think like that like yesterday made it on the Paramount Plus. Gotcha, gotcha. Like, oh great, I don't have to deal with Peacock. <laughs> I was say uh, all the movies I'm talking about, I actually got from Peacock. But again, I that's probably the one I use the most, just because I do watch so much wrestling wrestling stuff. Right. Oh well, I have a New Japan World subscription, so oh, if I really, I, I've asked for that for Christmas. Oh geez, I mean, if I really need a wrestling fix, like, no, I get you, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I I can turn that on. I don't use it a lot, but you know, said like. It's more the comfort. I mean, I'm. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's I, like, hey, I want to watch some world class, really good wrestling. Oh yeah, what's on the Japan app? Yes, right. Uh, so, but now, uh, Tony Khan, if you're listening though, you can pull off the ten dollar a week pay per view. Oh, I, I, I think they're, I think they're going the max. I, everything I'm hearing is I, they're, they're I getting just, that. I know. That I'm money. just. I'm just waiting for it, but Showtime got out of rest. Uh, got out of a got out of sports altogether. Yeah, Which, so that's why I mean, everybody's scared they, that oh we're gonna. Well, they've, been, they've been they've been hanging on by a thread with sports since the late '90s, though. I mean, the fact that it took they actually milked another 20 years out of it. Well, they had money Mayweather, so yeah, that's true. That was one of their bigger draws. I think probably the only reason they were kept around. Yeah, but I love Strike Force. I love, you know, uh, I Bellator. It just takes so much time to get accustomed to. Sure, and you of, know now, I, I, you know, going back to letters with wrestling, another probably one of the original promotions is got signed two TV shows with CW NWA. I don't, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, which is weird because that's still Warner. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, no, 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 no. I thought CW was kind of more. Oh no, they were with Paramount for a while, but yeah, they're Warner now. That's right. I yeah, I know. I think when the like, because CW is supposed to be the amalg- amalgamation of UPN, which UPN, was Paramount, which which still had a good good grasp on it for a while after the merger with yeah Warner Brothers. Like, I don't even know what my TV is, honestly, but. <laughs> Um, that's basically rerun central, baby. Uh, yep. anything yep. like the 60s, 70s, and maybe 80s and 90s, right? Like. Yep, no, I mean, it's the same thing at Comet, uh, all the other digital sub channels, yeah. yeah so. they're, they're just places for people, uh, that have ARP memberships to go and watch their shows. Oh, yeah, no, uh, at my electronics store, you know, it's kind of like I am. Glad I'm get I'm I'm just glad I'm getting staff behind my position right now, but it's like, how the hell do people know how to freaking shop? 
Um, how do they? Work, how I, how I, how do they survive the other nine months um, of the year? Oh yeah, like they come but up no, to me at at you know like I got a complaint because I waited on somebody who was in the queue instead of the person who walked up to me. <laughs> like I I am the customer service department for yes. a company. Uh, yeah, I yeah I've seen your shirt, <laughs> <laughs> and I oh man I have to deal with lots of different types of people and i no. just decided that i don't like any of them. <laughs> oh no i was in uh i was as again i worked for mediacom in customer attention so uh yep i know i don't know how i've done it for 20 years like i it was just something to do because it was easy like oh nobody blames you for quitting this job when you're you know to pursue your pro wrestling career <laughs> but 20 years later i'm still doing this kind of stuff so uh, prefer my liquor store job, but <laughs> yeah, right. that, that was more helpful to me. Yes. No, what, <laughs> what, no, you, you need a new TV. What every five years at, at worst. Yeah. I would say yeah. five or so is, you know, pretty average. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just saying yeah. how, how long protection coverages that we offer go. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you so. you don't offer, you don't offer a protection package on a fifth. Yeah, no, you you better get that shit right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you open that uh, Dan Aykroyd vodka. It's yours. Oh, oh yeah, of course you pick an expensive one. Well, I mean, I shoot, it's like uh, we got a holiday sale going. We're not ten dollars off of it. It's like I can't say I don't want to try it. I've always wanted to try it. I've just yeah. a lot of times I have a hard time finding it, even even there sometimes, you know. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. So it's like, ah, and then I go and I see we have shooters of it, and those shooters are ten dollars. Yeah. So it's like that. that, yeah. that that's yeah. That that's uh, downtown Chicago price for a shot. You know. What I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, no, I'm going to. Uh, yeah, I'll just buy the $40 bottle instead of the while well, it's 40 instead of 50 yeah. at that point. And they got a gift set anyhow. So cool shot glasses. Well, I need to get down there when I get paid here in a couple of days. Well, <laughs> Tuesday is typically when the deals end. So, oh crap, I get paid Wednesday. Well, I, I, I mean, Wednesday's the new sales, I should say. Well, there um, you go. But yeah, so I don't know. I still got to get you your pork chop express sticker i got from uh band expo so yeah. we'll figure going something back out to the fact, going back to the fact that yes this is like our third kurt russell, third russell movie. movie that we're getting to yeah uh yeah so with that said let's let's uh again quit the foreplay we're just getting out the grenades on the helicopter okay, okay. um like yeah i don't yeah, we can we can address the grenades on the helicopter if you yeah, like we, right we, now. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, okay. So um I guess it's uh I should flip a coin, what have you, who goes first? Sure. Uh, yeah, I don't really have a coin. I don't like apps. Uh hold on, I got one. All right. All right, I'll let you call it. Okay. Tails. You you win, sir. I don't know how well you I, see it, but I you fail. All right, I elect to defer. So, what's the first movie in your? Uh, what's your six o'clock movie? My six o'clock movie is gonna be probably the tamest of the three movies I'm doing. 
and the fact that it, it was still rated R, mm. but I'm going to go with the faculty from 1998. All right. We'll get so now that lays the groundwork for me. So thank that's why I deferred. <laughs> uh, I watched it last night. As I said, it just yeah, made same, it to Paramount same. Plus. Um, that, that that is the one I probably it's been the longest since I've seen it. Uh, you know, I've been flirting with some girl up in Oldsby, Illinois. I figure my little brother lives up there, so hey, okay, get an excuse to see my niece a little more often. On top of that, there you go, there you so, go. Uh, and uh, she said, "Oh yeah, I thought it was cool." And I said, "Well, you know, when I was eighteen, when this movie came out." Right. Uh, and I would have, yeah, so just a senior in high school because I'm a year older than everybody. Yeah, I, um, I was 15 when this came out. Yeah, so um, I thought it was a little too hip. Like, oh, because I, um, jo- I knew Josh Hartnett was on the rise. Oh, um, that's the thing. Really, really, your only established one of the kid, quote unquote, kids was Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood, and, and you're still thinking of him as a child actor. Uh, yeah, we knew him from like Huck Finn, uh, The Good Son, Son yeah, North. North. Right. Uh, yeah. So it's um, I would say so. Uh, yeah. So it's Josh Hartnett, Cleetable, um, Jordana yeah, Brewster. Uh, Robert F. and Patrick. I, I like I, that's the entire reason I wanted to watch the movie, honestly. Oh, yeah. Still, every scene he was in, yeah, like Jack Nicholson level of scenery chewing. Oh, yes. That's him at his, like, it's really weird because he's the T1000, the most stoic. Yeah. He goes from having no emotion in that movie, and he's excellent. Like, excellent. Excellent. And then you you fast forward seven, eight years later, he does every emotion on the human spectrum in one movie. Yes. Um, so, um, yeah, other people in the cast, uh, Bob K. Jansen, like, she yeah. really, she really needs to play the uh, sexed up every movie. I don't care how old she is now. Like, um, she, it would have made... She's probably in her late 40s, early 50s now. And, now yeah. And, and still very much hot. <laughs> I know. And like, like, gosh, you really want to make the Taken movies interesting after the first one. Oh, sure. Make her, you know, try to seduce well, it, those it, Russians. What, what, who, those are, were they Armenians in the second movie? Uh, something like that. I know I a Russian. It, I know it, the, it, Rus- the Russian, the Russian was the bad guy. He's, yeah. uh, he was, I'm sorry, I don't recall your name because you are awesome. <laughs> but he was uh, yeah. the bullet dodger in mm-hmm. uh why do they call him the bullet dodger because he dodges bullets but well, you Boris, know, Boris, Boris the bullet dodger there it is yeah but what what what's so awesome about this cast because you, you had a um a sprinkling of people who were known uh Selma Hayek John Stewart Robert Patrick. Oh, I mean classic uh yeah, yeah. Actress or higher, legendary actress, I should say, uh, Piper Laurie. Oh yes, yeah, that was. But then you had so many people. This is what they did right before this happened. You know, yes. Elijah Wood. Two years, a couple years later, he's filming Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, yeah. Uh, Jordana Brewster was actually already in negotiations for Fast and the Furious during this movie. Yeah. Um, you Famke Jansen, Jansen, like just off Goldeneye. Yeah, Golden, a, Gold, Goldeneye, and then two years later, she's in the X Men. Yep. 
You know, and, and this, this is the movie that so many people, you know, Josh Hartnett blew up after this. Yes. Um, so many, this is so many people's, it, the, right, the thing they did right before the big one. Yo, I mean, even John Stewart. I mean, I know yeah. movies never he, worked for him, but yeah, he, yeah. But I mean, this yeah, this is around the same time that he was doing lots of stuff, you know, indie and movies. And he just and he, and he just, just got the got Daily the, Show the next just year. got the Daily Slow Show. Yeah. So yeah, this is like kind of like like you said, he does this, boom, Daily Show becomes like the biggest thing of for a couple of decades. And uh, Clea Duvall, most subtle actress of the time, and. Very underrated. I I know, and it's like I was she reading so much. She do so much. Yeah, and uh, and it's but it's kind of weird because I'm reading her wiki, and it's like, um, she always got uh lesbian characters or lesbian, yep. lesbian yes. quote unquote yeah uh, characters, and she didn't come out till 2016, but yeah. it's kind of like. I, I don't know if Hollywood it's, kind it's, of forced it's those, it. Yeah, it's one of those things like you said, foresight, or it's just like... Yeah, well, I said if Hollywood forced it, because he was in... Um, her big breakout was, but I'm a cheerleader. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like... Yeah, it's one of those... I hate to say... It's just the first one that came to mind. Well, no, I'll go with Nathan Lane. Like, oh, Nathan, yeah. Nathan, Nathan Lane's comes out. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Yeah, that that I mean, no, no. no I'm not trying to disrespect her because I. Yeah, yeah the, there, right. there, there, there are there are a handful of people that when they come out, you're not shocked, you know. Yeah, when it a, was a very, a very good friend of mine from high school when he came out, and I was like, yeah, I've known this since fourth grade, bro. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I had one high, yeah, a couple of high schoolers, like. uh I think one guy subtly came out and then, but didn't officially like he was just throwing it out there. Like he yeah, just told he, 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 he just told he me he's he just told me he's gay and it's like so what's the big deal? And then you know yeah. he wiggled his toe out of the closet and then kind yeah. of pulled it back in. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's I'm you know I've got I've got my wiring issues uh, and a girl. Um, who led to my uh, 2006 bankruptcy <laughs> with her heroin addiction. Like uh, she said, Oh, her grandma was a, you know, was a lesbian. And it's like, and I would say something like, well, I, you know, and it's not fair. Um, I just want to go. But like when people are saying, Oh, this, this about people. And I say, I give them the benefit of the doubt saying that they're straight. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge, you know, and it's like, why yeah. is that? Why is that the benefit of the doubt? And it's like, well, because it's a lot easier being cis. See, sadly, this this just must come from the fact that I've had three concussions. Uh, I was born six weeks early. I um, use a lot of herbal supplements. Whatever excuse you want to use, I guess I'm just dumb enough that I've never even thought about it. Like I, right. I like it just, well, it yeah. just never even comes up in my stu- in my stupid thought process. Yeah, no. As I'm saying, it's like, well. That's like the one intelligent thing she said throughout this entire relationship. Uh, like, oh, no, I shouldn't be, you know, like, there shouldn't be a benefit of the doubt to begin with. Who cares right. is what right. it should be. Um, so, all right. But, um, all right. So, addressed a couple of my notes there. Sure. Uh, so, I mean, I'll say Christopher McDonald mm-hmm. is, the mo- is the most punchable face in all of Hollywood. It, I, I've thought that since Happy Gilmore. 
I know, but then he keeps doing stuff that makes you like. Oh yeah, I mean he keeps. I didn't want to. I didn't want to kick you in the balls. I just wanted to punch you in the face. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I and and I don't even want to like give you the knockout. Like I just want to give you a straight jab. Yeah. You know. You know. I I don't need to go for the the big left hook to the jaw. I don't need. To, I don't need to give you that. But right. let me just give you a you know a nice little jab to the eye or nose. Call it a day. Let's get a beer. Yeah. Exactly. No, you want to. You want to yeah, hear a story. Yeah. You want to punch him. But then you still want to hang with the dude, have a beer, and like, so what? What was it like filming Happy Gilmore? What was right. it like doing this? You know, I don't what I'm know. like if you watch, uh, I'm rewatching Boardwalk Empire right now, and he's yeah, like, okay, and it's like, dude, you're out scumming Steve Buscemi. <laughs> that I mean, hats off to you, sir. Like, yes, it's all, I've heard. And speaking of faces. Steve Buscemi's, I don't know if it's punchable. I don't know if it's lovable. I don't know what his face is. He is the pug of cinema. Yes, 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 yes. That, yes. Like, you you, you, you hate it because it shouldn't look like that. But you love it because it shouldn't look like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, uh, yes. Steve Buscemi is the pug of cinema. You heard it here, folk, here first, folks. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, um... So, yeah, it's uh, so, you know, the first thing that gets me about the uh, faculty is the freaking first needle drop. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. And it just makes me think, oh, gosh, we really like alternative music. I'd like to say I, it was alive by that point, but no. <laughs> I mean, I hear those arguments and I understand them, but you got to remember, I was 16. I was kind of my sweet spot. I, so, I again, get it. I, I got a little nostalgia right here. And I'm two years your senior. So it's like, <laughs> God, you know, it's like, uh, and I guess like, uh, what was it? Um, shoot. Wow. Uh, the Offspring album, like, because I bought the cassette. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. The Offspring album that that was some of them. I, I could picture the cover. Yeah. The, right. The case me. Hold on. I'll think of it in like 10 minutes. Right. So Ixay on the Ombre was uh, the one of the uh, Gone Away. Yep. Uh, which do not listen to the acoustic version. Like uh, we brought it I've up. Heard that. I've never done it, but I've heard it. Uh, we, it it's not something you want to listen to. Well, it's not. It's not. an ins- uh, It's weird. So when I went and saw Weird Al in 1996, the Bad Hair Day tour. Oh, yeah. Uh they did a medley bit and they did some songs that you're not going to hear in albums, uh, probably permission issues, what have you. Sure. And they did a laundry based parody of come out and play. Okay. So, Hey, yeah, you, oh, you're yeah. putting that, you, you, you got, you got your red sock in there. Take it out. Oh, you yeah. got to keep them separated. <laughs> Oh, yes. Many a junior high dance. I, I remember that song. Oh, gosh. You had cooler dances, at least. Um, <laughs> uh, no, so, our, all, of our, all of our chaperones were just drunk. Okay. Well, yeah. I grew up in a town of 37 churches, and they wanted to act like they it was a town of 37 churches. Oh, uh, for you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can listen to the acoustic version of Gone Away. The uh, front man's voice just sounds like Weird Al's. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so if you don't have that loud guitars, everything, it's like, 
you know, yeah, there's no difference between Weird Al and that guy. And that's why I suspect they w- wouldn't prove a parody <laughs> <laughs> for an album. For, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm still like, I know the entire album, though, song by song. And it's mm-hmm. like, I can't come up with a title. Mm-hmm. And granted, but, yeah. it, it was the ultimate, you know, and this movie came out before that album. So. Sure. But I mean, this, this just kind of goes with the trend of a lot of late 90s, early 2000 movies of having banger soundtracks. Uh, I think it was more of a like, oh, we have to have the soundtrack, a banger soundtrack with it. Like, um, yeah, I'll definitely I'll definitely agree to that point. Well, I mean, I'm just saying you're not going to find a Pulp Fiction soundtrack album because all the needle drops sure. are like classics. Right. Uh, Forrest Gump. You want to buy that soundtrack because all oh, the songs yeah. are classic. Um, now, on like if you got genuine independent films like uh, Gregor mm-hmm. Rocky's uh, Doom Generation, which I'm still trying to find on DVD. I know it was released. Um, like I got a VHS copy of it. Or, um, yeah, I would say around 97, 96, when screenwriter Kevin Williamson yes did scream that's when all soundtracks went to shit for me it's like we gotta we gotta stay we like he was basically like those movies basically trying to cover every freaking element like scream okay it's a meta horror but we still got slashers so we got the so we got the snooty people we got the gore hounds and now let's throw this soundtrack in because uh like like uh my one of my uh, guys who I would say is probably more credentials for initially changing, training me in wrestling, or at least the, you know, I would say triple A, tri- single A wrestling. Sure. Uh, oh, let's see. Justin McIntyre was his ring name. Justin Clark. He used to run Springfield. Um, and it was, I mean, he ran the Springfield promotion. And uh, his like he would come out to like an end credit song off screen, uh, "Youth of America." Okay, yeah. So it's like, but, but again, you you bring up screaming Kevin Williamson, um, which ties in again perfectly to this because yeah, the script for the faculty was actually wrote in 1990 by two other dudes who's right. Yes, and I... you know, teen horror alien thing just wasn't going to work in 1990 it wasn't until kevin williamson did scream in 96 everyone's like oh yeah we need teen horror movies yes and they and so of course they bring in kevin williamson to punch it all up punch it all up they originally wanted to direct it but he held off uh on directing until he did teaching mrs tingle right which is um i've never seen but like uh, it, and, uh, and judging by their Rotten Tomato score, you don't want to. I I it's hear under, that, but then I then there's it's so under, many it's, under, it's, it's in the teens, dude. I don't remember the, like, but no, 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 no. But the faculty has a Rotten Tomato fifty five, and upon watching last night, like I said, for the first time in twenty years, probably, I definitely get why people hated on it a little oh, bit. Yeah. And like I, because I, like I said, I was looking through the, the lens of what I was as a teenager, and then I saw it through the lens of a grumpy forty-year-old, forty-one-year-old man. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like there's parts that still hold up, and there's parts like that don't even make any sense to me. Oh, it, well, yeah. I mean, it's and, and there's a main one. Okay, we're gonna fast forward all the way to the end of the movie. Cool, I'm with you. you. Know, okay, end of the movie. 
Aliens have been defeated. Spoiler alert. Teenagers are going back to not so normalized because they've all kind of shifted in their personality. Right. Uh, a, little a little bit. bit yeah. Except for one character. Elijah Wood. Bitch, no. Oh, no. Oh. That bitch Delilah. Jordan Jordan Brewster, Brewster yeah. character. She doesn't she has no change. She is still a bitch from the first time you see her to the end. And then you see our lovable nerd Casey played by Elijah Wood, who, you know, the first first time you see him in the movie, he takes an elbow to the face. Mm. And, you know, two minutes later, he gets ran nuts first. first into a flag hole. Yeah, I was kind of like, I rewound that. What's that? Yeah. Did they, like, one, it was like, I'm rewinding it, and it's like, nobody ever played Frisbee in the quad. Yeah, I mean, it, you see it in every movie that has a quad. Yeah, teenagers, but no one ever did it. Yes. Okay. And then it's like, uh, I don't know. I I'm I'm glad for my own trauma, I guess, as a child. Like, mm-hmm. I would not take like, oh, I take a lot of bullshit, but I would not take. You know, there's a point where it's well, like, I mean, like if this, I'm convinced if this movie doesn't happen, that character Casey becomes a school shooter by the next semester. This is the late. This is late nineties, after all. Yeah, not quite Columbine. School shooting was still rather personal at the time. Yeah, but like I said, I I, I think he I think he would have replaced the Columbine boys. Okay. He, yeah. I, I'm just saying I like the old good old days where it was postmasters who would just shoot randomly. Yeah. And yeah. Not, yeah. And, and not not teenagers. Yeah. Like but, a teen, um, teenager brings a gun. They go in American History X somebody. Sure. But Not, yeah, our, yeah. Our, our, our poor nerd Casey, who becomes the school and town savior, essentially. Yeah. And he ends up with the worst possible human in the whole town. Oh, I don't know. I, okay, this just says, hey, codependency issues? I've oh, got yeah, plenty. I've got plenty. Um <laughs> I mean, come on. He was just looking for someone to give him any kind of attention. Look at his parents. Oh, geez. Yeah. Well, Christopher McDonald, what can you say? Yeah. <laughs> so in a classic, no, one little thing that he does, um, he, they do a scene where they're like searching his room for drugs yeah. and decide to take away all of anything that he could have fun with radio, internet, da, da, da. and like any teenage boy, he had some magazines under the mattress. Yeah. Christopher McDonald takes those. We then go to another, you know, another scene that happens many minutes later, you know, continuity-wise in the movie. Elijah Wood escapes out the window. He sees faculty members trying to get him. He's, you know, and now all of a sudden his dad's there, still holding the porno mag. I'm sorry, bud. Did we interrupt you? Um, not like I, I've been caught once, and it's not like oh, uh, oh, if I had a dollar, yeah. I mean, it's it's. But I'm just saying, it's not like I. Yeah, no, I suspect my dad probably <laughs> like. Oh. oh, he's got a supply. Okay, I'm sure oh, he's been my, using my, my supply. My, yeah, so my yeah. dad had my dad had a whole box full and. Oh no! no I, oh no! I found my dad's, but I'm think I'm just saying, and I think dad found mine eventually. So. I gave every, mine to my dad when I went up, when I went to basic training. Oh, okay. So. 
uh thank you for your service i'm sorry i'm not a, <laughs> i'm not a fan of using that just because of my politics uh, it's like oh no i, I i'm yeah. not the biggest fan of hearing it sometimes right <laughs> so i just figured well if you're gonna ever say that russ that's the best. Yeah, yeah that's the time to do it you know this yeah. this, this gentleman gave his magazines magazine collection to his old man so he would have stuff that was from this century yes my dad still had stuff from the 80s when i graduated high school in 2001 yeah well i don't want to go into my dad's stuff because <laughs> i don't i like there's tracy lord stuff so that's why i say i don't want to discuss whatever he had <laughs> so all right uh, so yeah, the faculty is Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but it does have some thing elements thrown into yes. it. Because uh, you don't uh, usually like, I yeah, I mean we'll get to my stuff, but you get that test sequence, which yes, is straight out of the thing. It's straight out of thing, you know, they're testing, you know, these creatures are aquatic, so a diuretic like a caffeine-based drug you know, would you know, defeat these things. So instead of, you know, a hot wire and blood, uh, petri dish is full of blood they're sniffing you know garage coke and yes right i was about to say what's the other elements man like you you could you could i I almost wonder if this was a holdover from the 1990s script because this just sounds like nancy reagan's worst nightmare you're right the 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 world is saved by drugs well no that's my uh final note uh well no (laughs) uh, is it my final note hold on yeah uh no, close to that. What I will say is Elijah Woods plays high, no better better than. Oh, I'm like I'm if almost, you watch I'm if you watch Willer. Yes, I'm almost convinced he might have did a bump of booger sugar or something before that happened because he was too he was too good. Yeah, he did high so good. And and to say you watch Willer the FX yeah. series yeah. where, and he got high twice in that movie and he played it different both times. Right. Because one situation he could he could trip and let it let it ride and be funny and he, but the other time he's getting chased by a giant extraterrestrial with way too many arms. Yes. Um, and then but my other note before my like I thought my most important note I guess I should say is always trust your drug dealer. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I mean you know. Elijah Wood gets credit for being like the main star of the show, even though that in credit wise he appears last because they did it alphabetical. Did alphabetical, yeah. You know, and that's what happens when you have a last name down in the uh, W. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. My last name begins with a T. I, I get it. I'm down there. Oh no, I'm I'm in the I'm the yeah, X. You're, you're, so you're, right, like, you're, yeah. you're right there with me. Uh, but yeah. So, but anyway, you know, he was kind of the star and like the main dude. Yeah, Josh Hartnett really is the unsung hero. His character is the unsung hero, unsung you know savior, if you will, yeah. star of the movie. Because without you know our genius, you know delinquent genius drug dealer, who is repeating his senior year just because he really just Watch. didn't want he was, too, yeah. he was too lazy to do anything else. Yeah, He's like, yeah, I'm a genius. I just don't want to do anything else. Right. I want to sell drugs and bootleg porn and chocolate covered laxatives and condoms to school students forever and fake IDs to school students forever. Yeah. This is everything you see him sell in a in the first half of the movie alone. Yes. No. The I fake IDs. And the fake I, love, yes. I love it like when he said, So how's your other self to Danny yeah. Masterson? Jeez. Like and, don't and do I that. Really... Don't do that shit. 
when you're just uh, getting famous. Like, yeah, yeah. And the, and then the other per the other um in the credit they actually known as the F off one and F off two. Right. I didn't realize right. that the other one was Wiley Wiggins of uh, Mitch from Days and Confused. He was okay. The, he was the you know the the eighth grader going in the freshman. Right. He, this was like only one of the only other movies he did. He didn't do in front of the camera stuff very long. Yeah. Uh, he does a lot of behind the camera stuff now. Right. But he yeah he only he only did a handful of movies. Uh, and th- 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 this was one of them. Yeah, you had a couple, a couple blinking and you missed some scenes. Oh no, I I've got a big blind spot on uh, Richard Linklater. So mm-hmm. I never, and it's like, I don't know. I I, I guess my maybe I haven't watched Ace and Confused because I want I, that, to remember. Yeah, like I might have watched the thing. This is another yeah. one I can watch like three or four times a year. Days and Confused. Mm-hmm. I I really enjoy that movie. Well, it's just again, it's just like I really want to think of Mila Jovovich as. Uh, Lilu instead of sure. the, the stoner on the cover of Days and Confused. There's nothing wrong with that. I enjoy yeah. Lilu. I enjoy her uh, being a, the stoner hippie chick. Yeah, you know? I, mean, I know, I know. It's Jovovich. It's kind of hard not to enjoy her. Oh, oh no, no. I've watched so many bad Mila Jovovich oh, movies. So many. So. Mila, I love you, but you make some bad movies, yeah. and yeah. I still watch them. Yeah. No. No. Um. Uh, so yeah. Um, all right. So let's see. Uh, you got, as I say, I better let you take the lead. I could go off on the soundtrack, like a uh, scenes where they like they start playing a uh, class of ninety nines. I mean, yeah. I mean, don't and then me they wrong. cut it off. They cut it off with some other trap, trap, crap trap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, never mind. I, we I, have I, Creed doing eighteen yeah. by Alice Cooper. Yeah, um, Soul I mean, Asylum schools out. I'm I, I'm gonna research, but yeah. And, and then you know the re- the remake, of course, of another brick in the hole. Raw, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Sorry, I I, I I pregame. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I enjoyed the soundtracks at the time. Going back now, I can definitely see how it was a cash grab. It, yeah, it didn't add, with the exception of a very few songs in a very few movies. They. You could have just gotten away with putting the one song in the movie. You don't need a whole soundtrack. You don't right, need all no, the songs. it's yeah, no, it's basically uh, we don't have a Men in Black, so yeah. we need to create an entire album worth of stuff. Sure. And and, and then, but there are some movies where albums absolutely do make sense. My favorite example is Queen of the Damned. Uh, yeah, no, well, Jonathan Davis did the like that's right. a weird one because Jonathan Davis did all the vocals for the movies, but the, because of copyright he then, issues, then kind of passed off a lot of the songs to his buddies. Yeah, no, I I think Forsaken was that Disturbed. No, that, yes, that was Disturbed. Okay, that was a good one. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, I I still I still rock that song. I mean, I oh no, Disturbed, Disturbed, like I don't know, it's it's weird. Like I think Down to Sickness just kind of always leaves pop popular culture with like disturbed as a joke um yeah i mean i i enjoyed that song when i was it's a good that came out when i was a senior in high school oh no and i could appreciate it since uh if if uh, richard cheese covers it it's a good song it's just it's just one of those songs that suffered from overexposure yes Everybody's like, oh, do the ah, see, yeah, the, the 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 bird mating call thing. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I love the cast. Uh, uh, Robert Rodriguez theme podcast definitely needs to be dumb. Sure. 
because uh, this one qual- uh, qualifies, uh, I think, at least one of the Machete movies. Mm-hmm. Never mind El Mariachi. I mean. Oh, yeah. Well, and, I mean, and Death and uh, Planet Terror. Like, Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, in, in, in you know, it, it's one of those things, like, in typical Robert Rodriguez fashion, even though that he did have to deal with the studio a lot more than he normally does in movies with this one, he still filmed the entire thing in Texas. Yep. You know, he, he, he still, you know, like Robert Rodriguez doesn't know what a hotel looks like, folks, because he goes home every night because the mm-hmm. homeboy built a movie studio in his backyard. And uh, to his credit, like uh, when I was at a fan expo and we're still in the SAG after strike. Sure, of course. Um, like they were basically saying people are it was like the, the you had freaking they turned just guys looking for a paycheck into camera Nazis. Yeah, like I'm trying to take a you know, well I what I I wasn't blatant about trying to take pictures. Like, can I shoot this from my hip? Can yeah, I, can I be more accurate than the stormtrooper? Because that's <laughs> that's a that's a problem with stormtroopers is because they never lift their gun to gun to focus. I don't know much well, about guns. Is, also, I, I don't know if you've ever seen the classic diagram. If you look of the shape of a stormtrooper, stormtrooper helmet, helmet, yeah, like and then like the anatomy of the human skull, them eye eyeballs ain't lining up. Yeah, right. But I'm just saying they always shoot from the hip, though. Oh yeah, like, that too. Yeah, you 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 you. It wasn't until you got to like Clone Wars that you see people shoulder up. Right. Yeah. No. Which really, like, yeah, I get the propaganda element of it the uh, um indoctrination of like like oh if you want people to enlist and all that stuff we gotta have them be regular people and then of course we get to uh i'm gonna say uh the force awakens it's like oh no we pick the kids out and we breed them you breed them to be such shitty shots yeah like as a guy who owns many types of dogs and knows a lot about dogs, because my uncle used to be a dog breeder, you want the good and you want the good traits. You know what I'm saying? You don't want right. the derp. You want like, hey, when I say fetch, you go do that. You yeah. Know? So if we're breeding people to be soldiers, maybe get rid of the ones with stigmatism, eye problems, and bad uh, hand-eye coordination skills. Right. Well, as I say, that's. Not until they massacre the entire village at the beginning. It's like, do you ever see a stormtrooper shoulder up? Yeah. So, I oh now you want to hit your shit? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So first first day of rifle training when I was in basic training, they're like, if you are a country kid, raise your hand. Of course I do. If I catch any of you hicks, the direct quote from my drill sergeant: If I catch any of you hicks shooting from the hip. You will never know what it's like to sleep again. And that was the day I stopped shooting from the hip. Oh, I mean, I, there was only a slight window that I ever thought about enlisting. I mean, junior high, I was an Iron Eagle fan. So it's like, yeah, sure. I want to be Air Force. And it's like, oh, yeah. you realize you're five and a half feet tall in good <laughs> shoes. In, in, in good shoes. Oh. And my dad did suggest it in high school. Well, you know, you really want to do it. So, like, you have your mom, your grandma has people in the Republican Party close to Rayla Hood. 
and no, after uh, after when nine eleven hit, it's like if we declare it war in forty eight hours, I'll enlist. See, I need to have we we're 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 and basically, so we're gonna spend a month crying. Yeah. No, I didn't I have am. much. I didn't have much of a choice in that particular scenario because I was already. I had two weeks left of basic when nine eleven oh, happened. They sorry. already. Yeah. They already had me. I was there to chase girls and get college money, folks, <laughs> and get out of my town of a thousand people. Yeah, I, so I'm just saying it's like that's the entire like when I wa- when we're watching Forrest Gump, my dad's laughing oh. at the initial scene of the drill sergeant. Oh no. And that it's like, happens. well, no, no, he just said, he's just chuckling. It's like, that is so far from what they will actually do to you. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like, well, I mean, the, the best scene, if we're going that route, Full Metal Jacket. Oh, no, Full Metal Jacket. No, Lee, Arlie Ermey is still like well, somebody yeah, because, else. Because, yeah, we, we bring in a consultant who was a drill sergeant during that actual time frame and and he, the consultant was better than the actor, so the actor gets fired, and now we're going to put Gunny in there. Yeah. Gunnery Sergeant freaking R. Lee Emery, and just basically, you do you, boo-boo. He right. didn't have a script. He didn't have I, a script. I know, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like... In a, in a Kubrick movie, he didn't have a script. Oh, yeah. Didn't even stop to really register that. But yeah. what I'm saying, what I'm saying, it's more of just the, like... As somebody who went through martial arts and really was able to combine his religion, it's like, all right, no, just be Zen. No, I'm not going like, oh, you want me to kill somebody? All right. Just no, I'm cool. I'm cool. <laughs> it's it's a job. I get it. What, you're gonna treat me like a piece of garbage? No, no. <laughs> See, I figured, you know what? I'm not gonna. I don't do good in school. I'm not gonna okay. do school good. Good in four or five years of college. So you know what? Instead of be wasting that money, I'm gonna go get paid and just you know be a dumbass for six years. Yeah. And then little do I know that you know the course of world history gets changed two weeks before I graduate. Right. I know. I'm just saying. Like, there's a reason. I mean, I I don't want to say I was a very philosophical teenager, but. You know, I I kind of got found where like, you know, my my state. <laughs> sure. And yeah, so it's like, no, I'm not like, oh yeah, go in. Uh, as I say, it was basically based off of World War Two. Sure. We declared war two years two days later, and it was your duty to enlist. They really probably it's, didn't. It's again, you bring that up, and when you bring up World War II, you bring up why we got in, which was Pearl Harbor, which yeah. was a movie that was released three months, about three months before oh. the terrorist attack. Yeah. So talk about propaganda, baby. Oh, you geez. Know, people I... already, yeah, people already feel nostalgic and, you know, pro-America because that movie comes out. And then we have a, almost a, you know, very similar circumstance yeah. of, of what happens, and Oh boy, you could you couldn't get people into the recruitment office fast enough. Jeez, I'm glad I'm glad I had stand like I'm glad I can stick to my standards then. Like, oh no, we declared war two days and two days later, I'm there. And yeah, oh. the fact that the fact that it took us a little longer than you, what again, what was expected. Uh, we took a, this- we took a month to like assess everything and it's like you know, because there was so much with all the fervor and, all, you know, all the like, hey, what the heck attitude that we had at the time. 
Yeah, you would have thought we would have been over there a lot earlier than, you know. Exactly. November. Right. And, uh, yeah, as I'm saying, like, they had a chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, as as someone who's still dealing with that stuff, you dodged a bullet, buddy. Well, I'm not. Like, they're, they're, those are the type of decisions that make me think, like, geez, maybe, maybe my parents are worried I'm wasting my, like, wasting my potential i get a lot of you could have been a lawyer because you can argue with anybody it's like oh i I, yeah i i get that stuff almost every time i talk to people with the same last name as me oh oh well family besides that (laughs) no i'm no i i definitely luckily all my friends know what a big of a dumbass i truly am so they're just like yeah you do you boo boo Oh, you see. Like, that's just Andrew over in the corner. He he ain't got nothing sharp. He'll be fine. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, really, I mean, I got other notes like B.B. Uh, Newworth as the anti-Lilith. Y- yeah. Like, there, no, no. As, I a kid, as a kid watching Cheers, I was like, she's mean. Yeah, she's you know because I, I was again I was very young when that show was on. My dad watched it every week. She's mean. She's not nice. But the, I don't dislike her. And then I watched the yeah. faculty, and I'm like, that's why I like her. She's yeah. mean, hot. <laughs> yeah. So my last note was more like because of a scene earlier, like yes, when um, Casey is trying to talk Stokely into like there's a conspiracy, and he goes on. It's like. Well, there's another note I should address. Like, I think I may have showered a handful of times in gym class after yeah. gym class. Like, yeah. why is that still a trope? Like, um, I actually, um, I, I, I had a weightlifting class because I, I played football. I had a weightlifting class, my first class of the day for two school years. So it just made more sense to me. Okay, I got to get up at four in the morning yeah. anyway to do my cattle chores and then get on the bus. I'll just take my shower after gym class because right, I'm already no. going to be a stinky bastard. Okay, I get that. It, but it's like, I don't know. I like, so I only took gym class for the first two years and my last semester because after I got out of wrestling, it's like, why am I doing this athletic PE BS? I, I, I did it because it, it, was, it was an easy A. Well, no, I. As long as it's not the basketball cement, basketball quarter, I'm good. Um, oh, that's, that's why I did, that's why I did specialized PE and just it was strictly a weightlifting class. I okay. went in, I bench pressed for an hour. I did bench press and bolts shit like that for an hour and a half every day in the first thing in the morning, and then I went on to my other three classes. Of the day. Well, no, and at, when I was athletic PE until my last, you know, my uh, senior year, last semester, it's like. I'm not wrestling anymore. Yeah. Like I would say with my athletic PE stuff that I would do that I did before that, it's like, okay, when, when it, you, know, you just let me know when dodgeball week, uh, kickball, you, know, you just let me know when we're doing that stuff. Like, I yeah. don't care about all this other crap. Like, right. I, like why, why are you getting the golf clubs out? Do I look like I golf? No, I look like I drink beer on a golf course and hit the ball as hard as I can. That's all I want to do. Well, that's, that's the purity of golf, thank you. But. But, but but the problem is if I'm if I'm aiming north, that ball's going about southeast southwest. You know what I'm saying? That's that's worse than uh yeah. Well no no, I was gonna say uh, worse than Rodney Dangerfield, 
not as bad as Jackie. Um, Caddyshack yeah. too. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, no, yeah, no, I'm I'm horrible. I can hit it a mile. I just can't hit it where I want it to go. Uh, yeah. So it's like um, there is a so. I was about to say when they go through that entire thing, like, well, perhaps uh, Spielberg, Berg, uh, Lucas, Emmerich, uh, don't, Lucas. Don't, like that's just it. The Emmerich thing got me. Like, I'll, well, I'll, I'll let you slip Sonnenfield. Emmerich, uh, don't again, let's it, not it was, let's not celebrate Emmerich by I'm any not, stretch I'm not of the imagination. I'm just saying I get. I, I'm not celebrating. I'm just saying I get why he was put in. This yes. was 1998. Uh, Couple years removed from Independence Day, yeah. which not a bad movie. That one still holds up. Don't talk. I, I'll fight you on this one. Don't, <laughs> don't, but don't. Yeah, don't talk to me about no Godzilla. Don't talk to me about no Independence Day two. For the love of God. Uh, well, I mean, after I went to a live uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand Chicago and oh, saw yeah. uh, Roland Emmerich's Making Contact as the movie, it's like. Oh my god, this guy is the most hack. Yeah. Uh yeah, no, I like I'm trying I'm not, to bite, I'm, not, I'm trying I'm to not, I'm trying I'm biting my tongue because I did not want to use the F word. I wanted to go total C word. Oh yeah. <laughs> so no no no. I, I get your rage of Independence Day. I like I enjoy the movie for its faults. No, no, no. Oh no, I, it's a great, it's a that's just it. It's become a great bad movie yes yes okay okay well at least yeah that that okay we're at least we're on the same page yes i mean okay i'll give him universal soldier yeah that that one odd but it works i mean any you gotta appreciate any van damme movie where they give an excuse for van damme's accent yes so oh you were born in louisiana and you were frozen for well, I mean, come on. He, he, did, he, he did a couple. He did a couple movies where the Louisiana thing is probably, you know, he did Hard Target around the same uh, another, time. Uh, yes, yeah, no. Which, I was just saying, lean into that shit. That's which, what I'm saying. Which we'll, we'll we'll talk about this actor later, but the unsung hero of that movie, Wilford Brimley, with a Cajun accent. Oh, this is very bad. <laughs> you, you know, he 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 hands uh, the female character uh, a flask. He goes, "Here, drink this, but be very careful. Do not spill. It'll kill the grass." Oh yeah. Well, as they say, his last out, his last line in the movie is, "Oh no, I'm ve- this is very bad." Yeah, yeah, very bad. Very much injured. Enters a hole in said flask. Yes. Like, you know, everyone's just happy he's alive, and he's pissed because you know. He's probably had that flask since his granddaddy gave it to him. Yes. Oh, like, do you have how am, the... drink, how am I gonna drink the moonshine? Oh, do you have that shotgun I gave you? <laughs> oh no, Gator took it. <laughs> it's like <laughs> no, a Gatorade. <laughs> the fact that he, he wasn't going for jokes. Yeah. He, and none of his line deliveries were done in a joke. They were done deadpan. And they were still that funny because they were deadpan. Yeah, he was just doing. He was just doing it matter of fact. Like, no, I don't have that shotgun, Gator. Oh no, it was a. Uh, it was actually a rifle. Oh, a Sukult oh, shotgun. Yeah, yeah but yeah, uh, uh, So no, my biggest thing was, and of course, again, you have the test sequence. Yes, the which you know, homage, rip off, whatever word you want to use from the thing. Yeah, 
But as I say, they don't mention Carpenter amongst the aliens. Yeah, that, well, I mean, but I, as I noted, noted if you, movie, if, was this? This might have been his only extraterrestrial one. For uh, Carpenter? Oh no, Rodriguez definitely. Carpenter yeah, did Star Starman, Dark Star. Oh yes, I forgot about Dark Star. Yes, I forgot about. And Dark well, Star. Starman. Oh Is yes, it, I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot. I always forget he directed that. Never mind. They live. Is another extra like no. Well, there's yeah, a lot of extra. There's yeah, a lot yeah, of extra. I, I, and, I, don't, I, always, I never. I never think of the people in They Live as aliens. Yeah, I just. No. Think of it, I just. I, I honestly think all yuppies and influencers like that are really just another species. Yes. No. I. I understand that, but it's like, <laughs> and you could even go to Prince of Darkness. Is like. Oh yeah, you yeah. could make that excuse. Yeah. Yes. So, but. No, I noted it's like they don't mention Har- Carpenter. It's like, oh yeah, Carpenter was able to successfully sue Luc Besson over Lockett. Oh yeah, and I think that's still a stretch. Yeah, like space. I, I no, mean, it's a space prison. It's there, not there New was, York. It's there, not there LA. Just, there was just enough comparisons to make that argument make sense. Yeah, if you were, had a really good lawyer, which I'm guessing Carpenter had. He hasn't. He hasn't made a movie since. Well, I don't think he. Well, I mean, I think his last directorial effort was uh, a uh, Masters of Horror, which was an yeah, yeah Masters of Horror, and I think he, he. I know he did like a couple documentaries oh, in the yeah. last few years, but I don't. Yeah, we're not. We don't count those as you know directorial movies. And his last Masters of Horror, like I watched it because it has so many good things. Ron Perlman, mm-hmm. but. Uh, it wasn't that like yeah, uh, John Carpenter. So I'm just saying like he hasn't really worked. He's gonna get he credit. Can't. I mean, in a and no, he's playing video game. Like he, that's who I want to be. Oh yeah, he's more concerned playing video games, and he's because I mean you know I mean you know. Look, First things first, he is getting on up there in years. Well, but, yes. But, so, I mean, you, you know dude? You've made some banger movies. You've made some wonderfully bad movies. You've made I, some and, movies. I, well, you say wonderfully bad movies. Like, really? Like, uh, vampires. That's, there's still the Carpenter charm to it. And oh, yeah, that was, but that was being, even, yeah. That was before, you know, uh, James Wood went over the edge. So it's like, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's like, I'll say I like and I and I'm a, like the first John Carpenter I saw in theaters was Ghosts of Mars a couple of times. So it's like, yeah, I mean, you, he was one of the most quotable movies. One we've talked about a couple of times, Big Trouble Little China. Yeah. You know, so he said he's got a pass for me for life. I don't care yeah. what he, you know, how how bad the movie is. I'm still gonna go watch it. Right. So no, his last movie was The Ward, and I have not like somehow the this. Well, that's a box art. Like, well, that doesn't look like that looks like trash DVD horror. As I look at it as a wall at, at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> oh and i like some of the cast i'm actually i like all the cast but i'm team amber heard i'm not team johnny depp, johnny depp so interesting look 
the the thing about Amber well, being the, well, what you're saying is there's not a lot of people at your club meetings. Nope, there is not. <laughs> I I honestly don't. I mean, they're I close. They're, I think she's a crazy bitch. I think he's eccentric as hell. They're probably both lying, right? And they're probably right. both telling the truth. Exactly. And what the problem is like it the problem with the Johnny Depp case was basically like, all right, so. If we accuse somebody who's got un, I mean, I don't know how, why Johnny Depp gets so much love, but he's got a lot of love, especially from women. And it's like, no, well, because this guy, been, this guy, he, he was part this of guy, since the 80s. this guy still lost, like, he did not, like, it was not an absolute Amber Heard, I mean, Amber Heard loss. He did get, they did prove he was guilty of lying, too. Oh, sure. Maybe I not mean, to the extent, but it's basically like, if you, well, it, it's it's more, it's more or less like, all right, Johnny Depp wins. And it's like, yeah, now you're just telling women to shut the F up. Yeah. <sighs> That that's that's what that I'm sorry. That's just where I'm at. It's like now. Oh it's no, like, I, I, no, I believe me. I've gone back and forth through this before. I get it. I'm just saying we're establishing there are untouchable people still. Sure. My my main thing I took away from this is something you kind of alluded to a moment ago. If you have any kind of actor being accused of lying, they are automatically guilty in my eyes because they get paid to do that regularly. You pay them money to lie to you in a movie. And then convince you of this thing. So yeah, they're going. Yeah, if they if they're up there for lying, they're guilty. Any actor, I don't care who it is. Tom Hanks, I love you, buddy. You're the most humble and most lovable guy in Hollywood. You're guilty if you're get, if you're accused of lying. Because yeah. you're yeah. an actor. <laughs> I I. It just goes Maybe back. Maybe the to... first person to ever take a shot at Tom Hanks. No, 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 no. It just goes back to um, Scarface. Okay. I, I, I have, I tell the truth, even when I'm lying. Yes. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's my goal as a performer. <laughs> like, and the fact that an Italian has become one of the biggest Cuban icons. All right. Let's not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hey, I'm sorry. Was, I had to do it. It was 1982, 83. It, yeah. The Cubans were still the Cubans were still stuck in Cuba who didn't go and come up with a great case to get out. True. All right. So all right. Well, since you chose the faculty, I am going with Stub Spar special effects to open up my marathon. Okay. We are going with the thing 2011. That this movie here. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, I I give them props for for again a pretty decent cast. I give them props to the excellent attention to detail that they give to the thing, which is technically the sequel to the 2011 movie. Right. So they had to set up so much stuff to make what you're going to see in the next movie make sense, even going down so far as the watching the foot, they, they didn't know how tall to make the sets. So they watched footage of Kurt Russell walking around, knew his height and based everything off of that. Well, everything is great until the screening, till the audience screenings. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say great because 
I, I'm a big Mary Elizabeth Winston fan. Oh, absolutely. Like, so um, I loved her in Death Proof. And it's like, it mm-hmm. kind of like she had a weird sense of range, what? despite she always looked I, I've like liked, a, I've liked her since Sky High, you know? She always looked like a kid, though. I would not oh, say, I would not say until I watched uh, Ahsoka, did she look like, oh, she's finally uh, grown up. Um, yeah, that that's fair. I mean, doing Fargo and you know oh, doing some new scenes kind of helped with that whole time. I, I didn't see Fargo, and look, I'm an Ewan McGregor apologist. It's like, well, as most of us are. Yeah, if if she was worth, you know, well, never mind. Yeah, yeah, if, 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 yeah. If you put a ring on it, you know what I'm saying? Well, no, it, like uh, my friends at Booze, Boobs, and Booze, it's like. <laughs> Well, I I don't know what to say about Mary Elizabeth Winston since she uh, took uh, you know broke up the uh, Ewan McGregor marriage. It's like all I'm gonna say mm. is she has a scene in Fargo where she stands up out of a bathtub and you get a back shot. I see why Ewan McGregor did it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. Like... <laughs> I mean, not to be crass, I'm just saying there's something. You're... To recite some um, sublime. Yes. Strong as I am, but I am only a man. <laughs> yes. So, yes. So I took her to the can. It was the yeah. wrong way. Oh, yes. Yes. From I'm the not sacred, su- sacred scripture. <laughs> oh, I mean, th- no offense. Sublime should be a new Bible. Oh, absolutely. No. Uh, let's let's all, let's all, throw all, it all, let's throw all, it ahead all, of all offense, man. Yeah. All, I mean absolutely. I'm a I'm an atheist, but let's throw it ahead of revelations. Sure. I'm saying you can keep your end of the word bollocks. But you know, hey, there's some important lessons to be had. Oh yeah. yeah. You, you you know how many um times I've lit um my holy incense and listened to Sublime? Oh, the secrets of the universe have oh, been unlocked. Well I I have yeah. No, I still <laughs> I still smoke pot to fall asleep and I watch robot chicken so I don't get that kind of enlightenment. Yeah. Uh, no, like um I'm the kind of guy like, oh, cocaine bears streaming. Let me get a joint. Oh, oh. no, I the more I see about cocaine bears, like uh, I really gotta watch it, but it's like Oh yeah. Oh am I gonna stay awake? Like, but here's the other thing: Strays is streaming. Oh, let me get my little buddy. Five Night at Freddy's came out on Friday. Let me get my little buddy. As I say, as I say, I keep it. Try to keep it as medicinal as possible. Knock I, my, no. knock my ass. So. Well, see, that's the thing. I actually do use it medicinally. It 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 keeps me sane enough to keep all you guys safe. No, I, hey, I'm all for that. <laughs> It, this stuff works better than anything I've ever gotten from the VA. That's what I've always said. Yeah. Uh, so, I uh, think 2011, my first note is no effort to pay homage to... Well, it takes a while, I should say. Okay. Because, I'll like, be, the be opening ready. the opening credits, it's like, why are we getting opening credits? Like, or why are we getting these expansive shots? Like, no, just... Yeah, Universal, John Carpenter... Carpenter. Kurt Russell stars in John Carpenter's The Thing. That's and that's more of just a statement about films today, I suppose. It's like it's yeah, like yeah. when you when you go to a musical, at least back in the day, you know, we're talking your Sondheim era, 
you nope. have to you listen to the overture. You you know, oh, they give you but hints then, of what's going also, on, and then it's like, yeah. I, I, I'm I watch a lot of westerns, you know, John Wayne era, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s. I watch a lot, a lot of westerns in that era. In that era, the westerns they would have the overture, and then they would also have the opening. The, the opening of the movie served as your credits. Yeah, that was your credits, and it took about two minutes. Right. Yeah, and then, I'm just. You know, at the end of the movie, they might put you know the cast up real quick, produced by yeah, uh, shot Technicolor. Goodbye. Right. Well, no, cre- and credits have to be. You have to have it in credits now because you got to pay but credits absolutely. to everybody. It, it, yeah, it, it takes more than twenty people to make a movie than it did back in the fifties. Right. Well, they took more then. They just didn't get the credit. <laughs> well, that too. Okay, so another thing was. Uh, did it steal the plot of AVP, Alien versus Predator? Over oh. overexcited doctor needing to claim a dig in Antarctica. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we probably, as I say, it's more of like, okay, we got to get get rolling now. Uh, let's see. This movie has been greenlit with the assumption. Okay, that's just an important thing. I think the thing was greenlit with the thought that. Oh well, we got away at the Dawn of the Dead. Same producers, two thousand four Dawn of the Dead. Right. I'll, I'll bring up more. I'll bring up more of this later. There were yeah, so okay. many kind of thoughts and expectations on what they could do with the thing. Yeah, that you know, I wouldn't even think to make the thing in twenty eleven because of the expectations and you know the oh, legacy. That's like and. What happened to the thing upon its release? And again, we'll get to that here shortly. Right, exactly. It's basically they thought, well, it's a cult movie. It's like it was not a money making movie. Dawn of the yeah. Dead. Dawn of the yeah. Dead was a cult, cult movie, movie, but it made movie money. Yeah. So yeah, cult. Most cult movies become cult movies after the movie's already dubbed a failure. Yeah. Uh, as it as it comes to the CG, it's like I don't blame them for using the CG early on when we're just establishing the alien. But once you start involving humans, right. like no, they, they they had all these puppets. They did every. They did. Oh all this yeah, practice. they did it all. And, and then gonna, they they were they were just going to punch it up a little digitally, yeah. which works great. That happens all the time. Yeah, and, and then, then the studio says, says nope, nope, right. Um, Give me I, the worst CGI you got from an eighth grader at some high school in Paducah, Kentucky. It, it's oh, uh, I don't know. Well, they got a yeah. casino in Paducah, so it's yeah. I'm not saying it's worthless, but <laughs> oh, it, but it's not no, it's it's not yeah. known for creating graphic artists, right? So, um, it is fun to see the leader being the wise scientist instead of the helicopter comet. Yes. Yes. Um, and so. you know, you, going from a movie, you know, the thing, great movie, had no female characters in. It. Right. Now we not only do we have two female characters, one is the main protagonist of the movie. Yes. Bravo. Bravo. Yep. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So basically, I guess my biggest thing is like, if this was like a animated movie, and I've seen a bunch of Resident Evil animated movies. Oh sure. Probably would have worked better. Yeah. So or, it just, if it just it, forget, it, the movie just feels the, unreal. Or even if we wanted to forget the horrible uh, comics uh, based off the thing that came out in the in eighties, early nineties, throw them away, turn this into a comic book series. Would have sold. Yeah. Would have sold. Oh yeah. Right. There's a lot of ways they could have made money off of this. Uh, because sometimes the as you said, the visual effects 
remind me of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oof. Yeah, I, I didn't want to be which that is, harsh. Which is a movie that I don't hate on it as much as other people, but the effects are one thing I can get. I can say, yeah, I get you. Like I see what. Like again, the best part of the the special effects with uh, the Hyde character, it was practical. Yes, it was practical. They built they built sets and stuff at various sizes. You know, very seldom that they have to stick him in. You know, with you know, with that, you know, they did the forced perspective stuff. Sometimes they didn't have to like digitally put him in there, just because there's no way you can do trickery to show right. an foot guy walking next to Captain Nemo. No, I didn't like. I did not hate the story of it, the league. Just yeah, it's it the it was not meant for HD. <laughs> no. Uh, so I did all my bitching about AMC Plus. So sure. I guess the biggest issue was his curse by and i think it was probably something that valid to take from uh test screenings cursed by the modern move the movie's cursed by the modern moving ending as the fact that yes she's gonna head off to Ru- the russian base and be fine yeah but, but it is never established if she makes it does she die or Maybe. is she or see the thing we never looked into her mouth afterwards. Right. I mean, we, we do establish that the guy she was with thing because yeah. no ear. Right. Yeah. The best element is he grabs the wrong ear to begin with. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Then this ear goes. Yeah. I, I love the fact that, you know, they don't really do much with the blood, which was more of a through line with yeah. uh, the thing 82. They, well, they, they, they tease, they tease that they're going to do it. And then that totally. Right. Right, which is which is clever. Nice but the, but the, fact, the fact that they they had a backup. Hey, yeah. these things can't replicate metal. Right. So if you have fillings in your mouth, an earring, um, you know, stuff like that. Okay, I I, I get I give you creativity points. You know, like we don't right. have to copy everything they, from they, other movie. Let's give us something new. Yeah, like, no, they did their. I love yeah. the attention. Whatever you said that, but give me something right. different. Well, they yeah they did their best to say this isn't the thing. And then it's like people still went in the cinema wanting the thing. They they did they did try to be not the thing, but at the same time they weren't not trying to be the thing. No, no, no. You would have called it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I couldn't come up with a good prequel title, but um, you know, honestly, you know, you you didn't have to come up with a good one. The thing origins. The thing begins. You know. Well, the thing, there you... awake, the thing awakening. You know, you could just throw in any of those generic ones behind it, and it would have worked. It, okay. it would have worked. And I had one other thought, but I think now that I'm looking through my notes, no, that must be in your original the thing notes. So don't bring it up <laughs> until that. So we'll save it for the main event. Uh, if you mind, just take him for a brief break so I can use the restroom, and oh, yeah, yeah. we'll okay. move on. And so has terror. Child's play. You wish it was only make believe. Rated R. Starts Wednesday, November 9th at the theater near you. All right. So, yeah, got through the uh, thing pretty quickly. Uh, 2011, the thing quickly. Yeah. So, I mean, like I, said, I, I, like I said, I do appreciate their attention to detail. I do like how they set up everything perfect for the other movie. It just, it failed in so many ways. 
Oh yeah, no. Um, all right. So faculty. Okay. So I guess it's back to you. What's your uh, eight o'clock movie? The nineteen nine. I'm sorry. The nineteen eighty eight UA classic, Child's Play. Oh. Not Child's Play. Yep. Uh, that was the closest. I, what I'm told from my agent, uh, which is a weird story. It's like, uh, I don't know why my parents thought that this would help my self-esteem at seven. Like, oh my, yeah, like um, I was six when this came out, and I was not allowed to watch this for no, a no, 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 no. I did not watch it until, like, I never watched it from beginning to end until two nights ago. Oh wow! Okay. The, my story. My story. Why? All right, my story is, uh, for some reason, my parents thought that, oh, it would help my self-esteem if I could be a star. So they successfully obtained me an agent for a lot of movies with Bestron videos. But yeah, at seven years old, I had a three-year contract, 87 89. And I guess this was the closest thing I was considered for, was child's okay. It, I mean, you know it's shot all in Chicago. I can tell uh, you. No, no. Actually, oh. only the outside only the outside establishing shots were done in Chicago. Everything else was done on sound stages out in California. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, again. Oh, like, sure, sure, I, sure. I, I, mean, yeah, yeah, I know there. I know that. Yeah, as I say, it's one of, like, when I moved out to Champaign, uh, it was basically a decision between two places I knew outside of Peoria that I could thrive in. Sure. Chicago, because of all my wrestling contacts, which would have probably been the wiser decision, I just didn't know that I was going to get shot at in Urbana or Champaign. Right. So I would say I, I often joke, I get shot at more when I go downtown Champaign than I did in Iraq. Not that's not a far stretch, sadly. And, and I think no, it, I think it I think it goes for. Sure. I think it goes for any town along I seventy four. Because like I say, I I grew up right off I sixty five. I understand. Yeah, I mean, like I could drive down heading to work back in the day from Peoria Heights to Peoria, and it's like, should that should that cop be drawing his gun on a guy pulled over? Like, uh, so, uh, so yeah, it's uh, so I'm just saying that's how I know Chicago. But yeah, sure. that was basically it, and. I tell this story to a friend of mine at work, uh, the electronics store, and he's like, what what uh, movie franchise do you think holds, just maintains that balance well throughout its entirety? And I said, well, Saw does a pretty good job. Yeah. Uh, but he said, well, you know, there's Child's Play, and then, but, you know, it kind of gets out of horror and more into the comedy. And it's like... Yeah, once we get into, like... They they kind of established a little bit in Child's Play too, but by the time you really get to Child's Play three, it does become more horror comedy esque. Yeah. And then once you get to Bride of Chucky, it, it's yeah. horror comedy. Right. It's horror comedy all day, every day. Yeah, and it and there's gonna pe- be people who say it's the best horror comedy there is. It's not Evil Dead, it, my it's opinion. Not a bad but one. No, mean, again, no. This, this this again, seventeen year old couch man. I'm I'm watching this. I'm you know when I was just couch boy, I was this was on steady rotation yeah. in my household. You know. So, but uh, what I'm surprised about child plays, it just hits like it 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 does not pause. No, and it's you know it's not your traditional body snatching movie. You know. No, no, but, it's you know, uh, 
you know, we Dude, use it, voodoo, not extraterrestrials. You know, we yeah. use voodoo to transfer your dying spirit what, into right. a Right. And never mind the spirits, Brad Dorif. And it's like, Which, every movie I mean, is improved by Brad Dorif's. I mean, and the, the fact that they were going to use, I can't remember the actress's name, but she did the voice of the mom on Archer. She was Archer's mom. She did the original voice for Chucky. Oh, and it and it, and it just did it didn't work. You know they you know coming from uh, Mancini, the, the writer and now showrunner of the Chucky series, creator of Chucky, who is a uh, gay gentleman, he even oh. said it made it made Chucky sound gay. So they were like, well, we already got you know Brad Deardorff did all this pre prep to actually do the voice, and then we decided not to use him. Let's let him do it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Brad Dorff and. And honestly, like he has a pretty close relationship with uh, Mark Hamill, from what I've gathered. So it's yeah. kind of like very appropriate for the remake. You know, and, and again, and again, also, you know, he he worked with um, Mancini, uh, you know, for for you know, going on almost forty years. Mm-hmm. Did all you know, they worked together in all the Chucky movies, all the, you know, whatever you want to call them, Child's Play Chucky movies. Yeah, in, in, in the TV series, in even it's even gotten to the point where now it's a family affair because. Brad Deardorff's daughter was in the last uh, couple of chapters of the right. in the series. Fiona Deardorff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. And, and like, and, uh, yeah, it's just, and when you, it's just very weird that you say, well, like, well, they had uh, Jessica Walter, uh, who played uh, Mallory Archer. Mm-hmm. Uh, first thing I really remember for her from is the Dean and PCU. Okay. Okay. Uh, as the voice, and it's kind of like, well, like, I mean, especially the tones it takes later in the series. I mean, sure. uh, but, after Brian, Brian, you know, seated Chucky, you got Billy. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, shit, I always forget his last name, and he's yeah. like, um, he was yeah. my favorite Hobbit. Yeah, uh, everyone, but yeah, every, Billy Boyd, Billy Boyd, Billy, Billy, Billy Boyd, Boyd, everyone's favorite, everyone's favorite Hobbit. We've had one breakfast, yes, but uh, yes, and, and yeah, then you, you you bring him in for a movie, um, and then he's and then I think they even bring it up on the TV series that Chucky's like, I'm a murderer, I'm not a monster. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, well, I mean, I, the, I'm the, proud of the, my the, transgender the, child. Well, the 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 child the children the twins have showed up on Chucky oh. as humans, and they are both the, both the twins are gender fluid because they end up separate. In one of the movies, right. end up separating Glenn, the Glenn, Glenn and Glenda. And Glenda. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's a whole thing. So, like I said, it, Ch- Chucky is one of those movies where you know there is a lot of baggage, you know, because again, unlike a lot, of, unlike a lot of other horror series like you know Friday Thirteenth, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, it, what it was set up in 1988 still holds through today in 2023. Yeah, like like it's the same story we've been telling it for almost 40 years. Right, 30 or 35, but yeah, yeah. Um, right, so, um, only notes I really got is, like, uh, no way Karen could afford that Chicago apartment. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, on a department store salary. Yeah, you're a single mom, you're a single mother who had to go to a hobo to get your son's birthday present, but you afford that apartment in Chicago. I don't think so. No, no, uh, maybe this burbs like Berwyn or Cicero, Chicago Ridge, if she's lucky. Right, but yeah, she, yeah, she, she in the heart of you know, you know, kid, kid hops on the L to go to the South Side at one point. Well, that's in the a, yeah. Well, that's another note. It's like, well, I mean, if my kid's gonna hop on the uh, L, I'd rather she have, I'd rather they have a demon doll with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I had I mean, no fear. I had no fear for 
Uh, no, little, Alan, little Andy. Little, little, little Andy Ad, played, by, yeah. played wonderfully in the first two movies by Alex Vincent, who Alex Vincent didn't come back again until one of the uh, right. post-credit scene in one of the last Chucky movies. Yeah, he was, He's heavily involved in the series. But yeah, a little six-year-old Alex Vincent, like, he's so adorable. He literally trips on scenery. He literally trips his lines. And you still believe, you just like, don't hurt this boy. Oh, great. But you talk about the tripping. And then I stop and think about what my friend was saying. It's like, oh, my God, Russ, you were the closest to to all of us for getting child traffic. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) So, uh, all right. There. um, Yeah. So it's like, why he's tripping over this stuff? I'm a perfectionist, even at eight or seven at that point. Well, like, there, there, there's a line in the movie after uh, his babysitter is killed. Yeah. Before, Maggie, we, before, right. before we really get the answer to the question, is Chucky more than what he seems? Because we go half the movie with Chucky not doing nothing. I And I love that. And, oh, yeah. That, that's one of the greatest it, but it's like, parts of this movie. But it's like half the movie, as you said. And then it's like, I'm, like, I'm surprised how, you know, after half the movie, it's like Catherine Hicks is like, I'm going to torch you if you don't right. tell me what's going on. Right. But, you know, but I love, you know, the, like I said, the babysitter's killed. Yeah. And, you know, uh, little Andy's talking to his mom, little six-year-old Alex Vincent. And he has to say the line, Chucky said she was a bitch. And got what, and she, was. Got what she deserved. He didn't want to say the line. He, oh. kept, he, kept, pur- he kept purposely forgetting because he's a six-year-old kid. He knows he's going to get his butt kicked if he says that word. Well, at least that's what he thinks. Yeah. In reality, you got all these adults going, no, it's okay, buddy. Just say the word. He's like, mm-hmm. no, I no, I hear Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Um, I don't know how I would have handled it. Uh, I think I'm more, again, I'm just a perfectionist. So. You see, me, me as a, no, I know exactly what I would have done. Because little six-year-old me would be like, oh, you want me to say what word now? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to say any, whatever you want me to say, Mr. Director, sir. I'm going to you want me to say that with F1, too? I'll say that. Well, how many other ones you want me to say? I'll say them all. I was just I looking for excuses. I was, yeah, like, little, little me was looking for excuses because. Yeah, no, my parents were very protective. I would not have heard bitch unless it was accompanied by son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. And like, well, that oh, takes no, away the. No, I, I never. I knew, I knew, I knew I never all heard, George words before I was in preschool, big boy. Um, no, I I never really heard the F word from my parents. So unless oh, God. unless my dad was trying to, well, no, my around that time, my dad was so he probably dropped it a lot because he was a caterpillar negotiator, and that was harsh union times. My, my when when I think of my dad. A line from one of my other favorite movies, which we were getting in the season for that, a Christmas story comes forward. Oh. My dad worked in profanities like other artists worked in oil Yes. Yeah. No, that was, I, that was, that's what this day. That is my old man. He can weave a tapestry of profanity. Yeah. No, my dad can't do that. It's just he's he was. Yeah, he just really, really until us kids grew. He, he was oh, a, no. he was a consummate professional. Oh um, no, no, not my old, not my old man. I I can remember hearing you know like at little league games. What the f is wrong with you, huh? Come on, come on, Andrew, chuck up on the f and back. I did have I I didn't I didn't get to know her, but I did have a a great great aunt who got banned from wrestling events at my high school <laughs> because of that. 
Um, so, I mean, otherwise I got definitely not an 80s mom. My mom would not stand for that shit at 6.30 in the morning. No, no, absolutely not. Uh, and, uh, Chicago winters though. Is that the best time to shoot movies in Chicago or at least exteriors as we, I I, I get that that's going to give you the iconic image of Chicago. Cause whenever people mention Chicago, either think two things, a decent day for baseball or blistering winters on soldier field. Yeah, you know, if you're going from a sports watcher's perspective, so but yeah, they either, they either think a nice warm day for baseball or just desolate winters, you're right? Because that, because that's what it is up there. Okay, just making sure. Um, so yeah, noted uh, potential Chris Sarandon podcast. I mean, you got Bordello of Blood, oh. Say the Princess Bride. Um, yeah, he he just got done doing Princess Bride like right before this, I believe. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I. It, it, it's funny, like, I always forget that that is him. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm, I, I see Prince Humperdinck. Right. You know, I'm Humperdinck. Oh, so yeah. When I see, so when it's I see, not... see him doing that, and I was like, but why are you not running like a little coward down the hallway? Because Wesley just threatened to cut your nose off. Right. And no, you got, well, you got to keep in mind Fright Night. Oh, and, yeah. And, he, was, he was real. He did that a couple years early. Uh, yeah. Early. It's a little, it's a little long for the show. So we can get there, as obviously oh, yeah, yeah. demonstrating. I mean, but I mean, we're, we're, yeah, we, we, this is like our second marathon in a row. So yeah, it's just like, yeah, like whatever, man. Uh, so let's see. Hate to be the downstairs neighbors during the finale. Oh yeah, because one they barbecue the little bastard. Yeah. Then they shoot him everywhere but the har because I, you know I, the, the, the voodoo doctor says you got to shoot him in the har. Yeah, he I'm sorry if you've got. I, I don't know enough about guns, but if you got a nine millimeter round and you fire three of them in the doll's chest, mm-hmm. I'm presuming you're going to hit the heart. If you, yeah, if you focus anywhere on your, as you're looking at them, if you focus anywhere on your right above the, the gut, yeah. you're going to get heart, lung, something. Right. So, so I'm just saying, never mind, you're shooting into the, into the floors. So I'm just saying yeah. the neighbor is below them. Whoa, what's this oh, coming? And also... You're shooting a doll, which at the end of the day is pretty much just hollowed plastic and some yeah. you know, other right. things. Right, it's not going to so slow the round going around. Through the wall, yeah. that doll is going through the wall, across the hall, and the old lady uh, garbles uh, cat. Right. So, uh, I guess another thing is like, was Chucky more Terminator or Black Knight? Ooh. Um. You get the Black Knight references because obviously Chucky, not so much in this movie, he has a couple puns in this one, but he's very punny, one-liner. Oh, yeah. No, it, it, like, that's uh, the biggest uh, problem the first, first you know, half of the movie. You stand-up comic, you know. Right, that's the problem with the first half of the movie is you don't get to hear, like... And like I said, even in, even in the half where he does, you know, he is engaging with everyone, like I said, he wasn't that Chucky yet. In the yeah. first one, he wasn't doing the one-liners he wasn't you know going for quips he has a like i said he had the batter up one that was pretty much about yeah. it for this movie right well and i i know andy and the later sequels like his post credit sequence he was prepared for the day that chucky was going to show oh, up at sure. the door i mean you know the andy character was in the first three like i said not alex vincent but the andy character was in the first first three, three kind of, you know, you know the, I think the third it, child's play movies was the story of andy Right. Then we kind of get into the story of Chucky. 
Right. Uh, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky. And then I think you, the next movie was, uh, after that was like, I don't want to say Cult of Chucky. There, there, there was Cult and Curse. I can never remember. I think it's, I think it was probably Curse of Chucky. And that's where the, the entry end sequence where Chucky shows up in a package. Yeah. And, and he's ready to blow him. And he does blow him away. Mm. Uh, so, I'm just saying when it comes to Chucky being more Terminator, like, you keep shooting around, blowing a leg off, which, again, really See, defeats the entire purpose it, of it, the shooting right. in point blank in the in the, in the the body. And, like, uh, Catherine See, Hicks it, it, blows off a leg, it, blows up, a, it, and he's still crawling. And it's right. like, or is he Black it, Knight? Tis only a sw- flesh wound. That's what I'm saying. This, yeah, if this was Chucky 2 through 3, I would definitely say Black Knight. Because again, he's talking smack. He's losing limbs. He yeah. still comes. Right. But in this one, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean a little bit more Terminator esque. Yeah. In this one. Right. So I mean, especially when it like there's, I mean, it's yeah. I don't think we really went through the plot. It's basically, and we didn't do that for the thing 2011. But it's just pretty. Well, well, I mean, we didn't. It's like, a, we like, there. Yeah. But it's basically a serial killer. Strangler, the the, yeah, the 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 Lakeshore Strangler, Strangler, yeah. Which, dude, you don't met, commit your murders on Lakeshore. I well, mean, I'm still if you don't want the press, they, if you don't they, want the press. In other in other installments, they they established that Charles Lee Ray Chucky is from New Jersey. There's you tell me there's not enough crime out in Hoboken, New Jersey, where yeah. you're said to be from. That you had to come to Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That that's a tax break then. That's what child play is like. Oh, oh there you go. Shoot the exteriors there. All right, cool. Um, yeah. So, but he's uh, he, yeah, he is a practitioner of voodoo. Yeah, he's on the cops. He practices voodoo. Um, he ends up getting mortally wounded in a toy store. So, of course, the logical thing to do if you're a serial killer who knows voodoo, you transfer your soul into a doll. Uh, yeah. And then he's just compending with the fact that, well, now he's becoming human just because that's his form. Yeah. And, you know, the voodoo, the voodoo guy, Dr. John, tells him, you know, hey, you know, you, you can, you're you becoming more human because you're stuck in this doll. But you can transfer your soul to the first person you told your name to. And Chucky laughs because he realizes it's Andy. But then he has the, the worst line you could say, well, I have a date with a six-year-old. No! <laughs> Yes, it's a great Bad line, Chucky. but Bad Chucky. Bad Chucky. Yeah, well, it's a great, it's a great line regardless because we know. Line, well, ooh, yeah. Take it out of context. Take it out of context. Oh yeah, no, definitely. But it was the eighties. Oh sadly, sure. Sadly, I know way too many molested people. Mole- I say sorry, South Park. I'm watching Paramount Plus. And when I said molester, uh, molested people, I've grown, I've grown to find out. So. Oh yeah. sure, 80, 80s were shit. Smack oh yeah, everyone paints, everyone paints it with these, you know, yeah. looks at it through a rose rose colored lens. I'm like, no, you need to look at it through a crack pipe. Yeah, and I I dropped the f bomb there. It's like, well, we'll see when mm. I edit this. I might put the explicit sign on it. Ever I, I say, yeah, I, I I'm doing my best. Yes, and no, <laughs> I, and no, I'll still put a PG-13 sign. Like I found one one of the two f bombs. I censored it. If this was '80s f bombs, I could get way. I could get away with two, but oh, we're not. so many. Although the '80s was weird, like once they created that, like they created it out of the violence. Yeah, I was saying, yeah, because 
the first two PG-13 movies, we've discussed this before. Right. Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom and Gremlins. No, they were the movies that inspired the PG-13. Yeah, they, yeah they, were the, they were the movies that inspired it, right. It was, they were the cause of it. Right. The Red, the Red yeah, Dawn yeah. is the first PG-13 rated movie. Which that one should have definitely had an R on it. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. But they didn't curse. <laughs> well... Yeah, they, they had a couple, but nothing major. I don't think yeah. they had enough of them. Right, right. But and it then... was still very. But again, the violence, the 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 topic issues. I mean, come on, you had you had a girl that had been assaulted, and, right? You know, and that was the main part of her character. It wasn't just something that had happened. This this was why she was how she was. Yeah. Uh. Well, you go back to eighty four. That was still the year of Pretty in Pink, and you yeah, go back, you go back to Dogma, and it's like. As uh, Jay and Silent Bob are explaining why they end up in Chicago land, it's like John um, Hughes, like you know, there's pretty in pink, there were boobs, no bush, yeah, you and know, it's still a PG thirteen PG Jet, movie, Jet, 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 yeah. Judd Nelson was the only dude with, that they respected. Nobody was holding in the, that town. That's why they went I mean, there. They went there, yeah. they, you know, get, you know, get, you know, get corner of the green market, if you will, yeah. Oh, so let's see. I know at this replay, the Blu ray for Dogma was $70 last time I saw. I have a copy, I have a a copy, so it's one of those like, come on, Russ, you can get desperate at some point. It's like, I still have, I still have that on VHS. Oh, all right. Well, talking about unknown killers that's yes. what we're going to i chose the wraith for my eight o'clock movie okay so have you seen the wraith a long time ago okay so and you know I, and i i was about a 12 pack deep so okay so this is a movie where uh nick cassavetti's yep gang which is basically the breakfast club turned bad yeah, 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 yeah okay okay what, like why is a guy stealing cars well not stealing cars they force you into street races and if you can win the race you get to keep your car but why is there a guy in a letter jacket yeah uh, and clint howard is obviously supposed to be anthony michael hall the nerd which you know that again that time frame that's a, that's a good role for him to do really clint howard by that point like Eh, he's definitely probably older than he is, and I keep making well, jokes. Well, about... I mean, yeah, he. I mean, he was far too old. Let's not let's not throw that out I, there. But I mean, he he. I mean, you look at Ron Howard. Yeah, he 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 came to fame playing the cool but kind of nerdy guy in Happy Days. You know, so Ron Howard. I mean, I'm sorry, Clint Howard but, never had the factor that Ron did. So he just was kind of left with the nerd. Yeah. Um, but it's like, here's the thing, and I've written blogs about it, like, the Howards look alike. And I'm just saying, like, uh, Bryce, like, when I see the poster, like, the first time I ever heard of Bryce Dallas Howard, I didn't really give a shit about the visit. Uh, no, the village. The village. Um, but... Did that come out? Yeah, because that came out before Lady of the Water, right? That's, yeah, but that's where I'm getting to. The Lady of the Water poster... Gosh, that pale person with those eyes. You sure that ain't? Yeah, that was the, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. That, I was say that that movie was crap. 
yeah. best poster for a movie, one of, one of the best posters for a movie ever. Right, but I'm just saying, like, that poster, it's like, are you sure that's not Clint? Yeah. So, all right, <laughs> I've got I've gotten all my ginger hate out, because I don't think Bryce Dallas, I think it is just the ginger element that hurts Bryce Dallas Howard. Well, which is why people forget she was in Spider-Man 3, because she was blonde. Oh, okay. I haven't watched Spider-Man 3, so. Oh, don't, 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 don't. Yeah, no, I, but the thing is, like, I need to watch Spider-Man 2, so, I don't know. I, I'm, 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 you're fine with, you can watch that one. Oh, no, it's, it's, I think it's considered one of the best comic book movies still, or at least top 10. Uh, but it's like. Spider-Man 3 was considered one of the top 10 worst. Yeah. Uh, no Ghost Rider, but. (laughs) <laughs> uh so yeah basically uh nick's castavetes is obsessed with uh cheryl and fenn kills her boyfriend uh and now the boyfriend's back as a wraith a ghost like this is how we need to do the next part of the lord of the ring franchises you give the nas ghouls the Dodge Turbo Interceptor instead of the yeah. the the flying things, yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm there. Yeah, see, I'm there. Uh, you're right. So basically, he comes back with a Dodge Turbo Interceptor, challenges everybody to street races, and kills them all. And and meanwhile, and then, you know, and, if, and, we're, if, and, we're and, Lord, if we're going that Lord of the Rings reference, you know, meanwhile, you know, while the Wraiths are in the Chargers, the Hobbits are on Segways. I mean, it's, it's it still makes sense. Right. So the, uh, yeah. So, and the Wraith is Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, a, it's just a celebration of 80s craziness. Uh, Randy Quaid is the cop trying to solve everything. See, the, the more people you keep mentioning the cast, the more cocaine I see on set. Yes. No, no, I, I don't question that. Especially Nick Cassavetes. He ain't his dad. Well, well Nick Cassavetes, Charlie Sheen, Randy Quaid. They all got dealers on speed dial, or at least back in yeah. the 80s. Oh, yeah. So it's, I mean, I love it, but it is an 80s car commercial turned into a movie. Never sure. mind. This is a movie that uh, features its soundtrack performers on the movie poster. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you got Ozzy Osbourne, Billy Idol, Robert Palmer. Oh, uh, Stan, I, well, Stan Bush is on the soundtrack. I mean, again, at least going back to kind of what we were talking about with the faculty, the soundtrack probably slapped. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'd say probably more than the faculty. But, well, yeah. Uh, as a, all right. Uh, and just other things about the movie, like you got to love a movie with a bad guy minion called Skank. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, go back to the crow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Skank's over there. Skank's dead, man. <laughs> uh, Fire it up. Fire it up. Uh, that, that's another one that we need to do an episode on. I think it qualifies. I'll have to rewatch it. <laughs> I, I'll have to, yeah, I'll have to, uh, yeah, do, do some research myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Clint Howard's character is just called Rughead. And it's like, well, yeah. it's time you probably had at least one toupee. I mean, yeah, right. Especially I love you, but you have enough forehead to don't you, you have a you have an eight head. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. Donate a few of those to other people. 
Yeah, no, no, I, I, uh, I was with a girl who was considered a five head at one point. So, (laughs) all right, and but it's another story about it. But fitting in with our theme with the uh, body snatchers, another story about losing humanity in our main and our antagonist Packer, like I refusing to fear things. So, a uh, lot of continuities errors, of course. This was a '80s. Let's get this movie done before Charlie Sheen has to leave for Platoon, right? Or rehab. Uh, yeah. Not too far apart. No, I think he made it through. No, Wall- no. I think he made it through Wall Street. Uh, yeah, I, I would say yeah. I think I think once we get to Wall Street is where it starts seriously yeah. becomes an issue. Probably to get in the character, you know what I'm saying? Oh, no, I don't. Yeah, so um, I could see a legacy sequel being made with uh, Bryce Teller, Dallas Howard as Rughead's kid trying to make oh, there you uh, go. trying to avenge Augie, Guttermouth, Minty, and Skank. <laughs> I love uh, the nickname. I love nick- the nicknames from an 80s, early 90s movie. Yeah. God, they had some good ones. So, um, it's but it's like oh two years removed from the Ghostbusters could uh, Stance Vankman uh, <laughs> could they have solved the problem for Randy Quaid totally go comic route on that one yeah you, you just look up and there's Harold Ramis there's Aykroyd there's Murray there's Hudson and just yeah like, yeah somebody somebody in Murray of course yeah somebody call about a ghost <laughs> right um. And then another notes, just more fantasy stuff. I'd like to see the Rafe take on Elwood and Jake. Ooh, two yeah, men, two men with uh, a mission from God versus. Okay, yeah. Okay. And I uh, thought that it might be uh, Dodge propaganda since the finale is against the Corvette. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to mention a quote that should be on IMDb, which is not. Uh, gutter, uh, skank talking to gutter mouth, uh, just before they're about to die. And Clint Howard, uh, Rockhead tells them, uh, no, just get out of here, man. It's for vengeance. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm afraid of no ghosts. And well, no, not like that. That's not the quote. Sure. I got the exact lines. <laughs> let's scare up some pools. Let's scare up Poozle someplace. You've got it, Skanko, because I'm a four-year, four-day virgin. <laughs> oh God! And this is again '86. There's plenty. Oh, yeah. of, there's plenty of tits in this movie for PG-13. Of course. Yeah. I, say, I mean, yeah. there's not incidental tits. There's a scene where Sherilyn Fenn takes off her I top. That, I, I get how a lot of those uh, '80s movies that fell into the PG category, PG-13 category, like you said, got away with incidental nudity. Yeah. Like, but yeah, when you when you have the full on, you know, I always refer to it as the Phoebe Cake shot. Yes. Yeah. You know, Fast Times Richmond, you know, she comes out of the pool, just boom, boobs. Yeah. You know, when you do a full on Phoebe Cates, yeah, that's not incidental nudity. That's like, hey, look, boobs. And that's probably why Phoebe took retired after marrying Kevin Klein. Yeah. Yeah. All right. She so we're a lot so, of dudes actually. I'm sorry. She did a lot of nudity, actually. Yeah, yeah, no, no, private school. Yeah, just not. 
But you, you're, you're known. That is the most famous, probably scene of eighty scene. Oh, sure. I mean, yeah. she did. I remember. I can't remember the name of the movie, but I know she did a nude scene where she was taking a shower in a cave. I don't know that one. No. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. So a lot. So we're we're starting to set the Antarctic research uh, facility on fire. So okay, we're 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 ramping it up. Yeah. Uh, so we're at your ten o'clock show. The one I don't know. I know you were looking for uh, thirty days a night, which is still yeah. too long. Yeah, and, and really, I was unable to come up with a really good one. So I'm I'm going to defer to the fact that I got three. This is where you might get me on this time. I only got three shows. Oh, all right. Yeah, as I say, I gave you the option like two. Like <laughs> sure, when, sure. You did the last, I, I, when I was, we did the last one, it was like, oh, I chose two over, and then we did the midnight. So yeah, so, so yeah, yeah, I, I defer because I I, I couldn't find a good one. Like I said, uh, thirty days a night was one I really wanted to talk about because again, it wasn't so much body snatching. I mean, it's vampires, so it kind of is. But, but you get the, the isolate, it was more the isolation. Like oh yeah, no, do. and that and then and you get some of that element, especially once they realize how you become a vampire. Like right. that entire scene where the old guy, like yeah, they got me, and Josh Hartnett has to decapitate him. Yeah, off screen. So, um, and you know what? I really miss though. I swung and miss. Now I should not have done the thing 2011 because there's freaking life force. Mm. The Euro- like the only version you can find is the European version, which is close to two hours. But there's a night. The American version was 90 minutes. Okay. <laughs> um, like vampire jumping bodies. Sure. Uh, obviously, they probably the cuts are probably made because you can't have that much woman walking around naked. Yeah, I've never seen that movie, but from what I have heard, like I, you know, I'm a red blooded American dude. I don't mind some nudity, but the word gratuitous gets thrown around here and there. This one, I think, deserves the gratuitous title when we get to the European version because, like. A lot of times it doesn't make sense that she's just walking around naked. Yeah. From what I understand. Yeah, no, I think it all makes sense when she's walking around naked. So gratuitous, I'm like, I'm a big guy that says sex scenes are the worst thing for cinema because that's just a way to kill two pages of script. script. Absolutely. I, nudity though, no, throw that wherever you'd like. I'm not against it. Uh, myself. Um, so. Uh, no, I did go around and watch uh, Invasion of the Body Satchers 1956. So, no, uh, that's, that's, not, that's not the one that ends with that. Yeah, because that was later, the one that ends with uh, Donald Sutherland and the, you know, the, there's just the iconic handout, mouth open, right, high pitch, blood curdling noise. No, no, that's the that's the remake. Um, so no, 56 is a statement about how communism will take away your soul. Or you said about any movie made between 1943 and 1965. Yes, you may. But uh so um no, so it's little ideas that I caught. Like I was tempted if I could find a version where I didn't have to pay for it to do uh Abel Ferreira's Body Snatchers from 1993. Mm. Forrest Whitaker, a naked yeah, 
Naked Gabriel Anwar. I don't think I've seen that one since my dad rented it in late 93 from the Monon video store. And I think that's the only time I ever saw it when he, he passed out and I just hit play. Yeah. So, um, like, I think it wasn't until Puppet Masters, which is referenced mm-hmm. in the faculty. Yes. They tried to do Puppet Masters with Kiefer Sutherland in the yeah. late 90s. Um, but I hear that was garbage and... But yeah, what I didn't I've see seen, one, I, I didn't. I didn't hear a lot of positivity from that. What one. I've seen, I can't say it. It isn't. Um, no. So first thing I really caught in the 1956 movie is, well, I'm 10 minutes in the movie and there's no smoking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, but uh, with the April Fair uh, uh, remake. Uh, like it's the like the first thing you should catch on is the kid running away from a uh, from his mom and like oh paranoid child's the first thing I remember from the Abel Ferrer movie I never sure, watched sure. it from the beginning uh so yeah no once once the poop hits the fan then the cigarettes start coming out like right so, uh and I noted that in the remakes there really isn't the political message I think. Like when you go to the late seventies, you could say, "Well, it might be communism." Sure. Yeah, and then you get ninety three, and it's like, "Well, we killed communism, didn't we?" I was saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Communism is technically dead. Yeah. Um. So the big thing about it is Kevin McCarthy is the actor who plays the lead, and as a Gen a, Gen X kid slash borderline millennial, that is R. J. Fletcher. Yes. From UHF. Yes. And like, I almost thought, did they body snatch him when he turns down taking a martini for the road? <laughs> um, there's, but, you know, 1956, there's some great, like, there's not a lot of special effects, all things mm-hmm. considered. Right. I mean, and every, and of course, you know, a computer was this thing that took up, you know, a whole classroom. So obviously everything was done practically. Right. And I know aside, aside from some, a good practical effect will still hold up 70 years later. Right. So aside from the, uh, just occasional glimpses at pods developing, no special effects. So the miss, the misdirect effects are just awesome. Yes, I mean, yeah, the the sleight of hand stuff, as I like to call it, that they did in the 50s and 60s, when, you know, there's no way even practically to show this thing we're going to do. So we're going to imply it and not really show it, but yeah. kind of think we've seen it anyway. Right. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to let your mind fill in the blank. Right. That, mwah, chef's kiss all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so other notes, it's like... Uh... Honestly, again, it suffers from, I think, test audiences because there's a wraparound device where we find out, oh, yeah, they believe Kevin McCarthy in the end. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, then there's stuff, though, that uh, well, another note was, gosh, in the 50s, cops just waved guns around. Oh, yeah. Like, not not even intending to shoot anything. It's just like, no, that's, the, that's the, their, their prop. I have, yeah. I have this. Looky, 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 looky. Right. It's like, yeah, just a prop. Like, oh, well, there, it's my laser pointer. Oops. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, whenever I'm at B-Fest and they always show uh, Plan 9 and they see 
Yes. Uh, and we're just, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, these guys, these guys <laughs> running around with machine guns and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but I could see this kind of working in the uh, COVID era. So I guess we're due for a reason. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. It, well, I mean, it, the old phrase goes, what is old becomes new again. Yeah. So you take those paranoia flicks from 70 years ago, and we just kind of change why we're paranoid to COVID in yeah. you know, the 2020s. It's, it's brand, it's, it's fresh as the day it was made. Right. And actually, I see a note that kind of goes back to the faculty. The aliens were against drug use because drugs stole the mind. Yeah. So Blood, yeah, the, the, Man, Blood Man and Chronic could have saved us. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. When, when Kevin Smith and Jay Muse are your are the world's only hope. Wow. Yeah. Um. So, and, but there's the classic message, though. If you take out the communist element, like humanity, uh, is just being allowed to mess up everybody with their passions or false beliefs and freedom. Because it goes back to a movie that, like, geez, if I could have gone for a two movie, I would have done The World's End. Oh yes, that and, I I should I should have thought of that one. Yeah, and it's that's a good one. Yeah, and it's like the aliens are totally right in that one, and they're not yeah. forcing you. Like, oh no. well, you know, you could just be yourself. You know, your best, your favorite self, and you're not polluting. You're not doing anything bad to people. You just get to be you, who you want to be. Yeah, and then like, no, we don't like being told what to do. It's like you know somebody's right you just have to so like i i was all for like the i was all in favor of the aliens at the end of oh yeah like yeah i was i was kind of like okay i get to be i'm not gonna put down the gun but i'm gonna listen to your argument yeah i like you have my attention let's sit down have a conversation right no 20 26 year old me hears this argument yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I was probably about twenty-five-ish. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't become a communist till I was later twenties, but the point is, uh, I eventually yeah. accepted I, it. I didn't. I didn't become a nihilist till my thirties. I understand. Oh well, gosh, I was a nihilist in my like my twenty. Being bullied, I, I, and, being I bullied. And, a nihilist, I was probably a nihilist in my teens. I just didn't yeah. realize. Right? No, no, no. That that was <laughs> that's no. I was I I acknowledge. Oh yeah, I'm a nihilist in my teens. Uh, all right. So, uh, with that said, then I think I've got through my triple feature. So we'll just say your movie started at eight. So there you go. And uh, I don't know. It's still close competition because they didn't have to watch the thing 2011. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they could just go to your place. So, geez. So, but the, uh, but the funny thing, but the funny thing is, okay, we started today. We're ramping up for the feature of film. You know, there's still somebody going. I can't believe Elijah would end up with that bitch. Yeah, like, like, like I said, that's probably still stuck in somebody's crawl even after watching Chucky. Yeah, geez. Yeah, no, after Chucky, you should get over that shit. You would th- one would think, but like I said, I know some stubborn people. <laughs> oh no, we're in the Midwest. Exactly. Like there are like, plenty of like, smart. Like, just, yeah, I, I, yeah. Like I said, I can see somebody going. Like, Kaylee, he's, he's with that bitch, and I can see some like Midwestern mom going. She's just not right for him. He he needs a nice girl. 
As too I bad say, that blonde turned. Too bad that nice blonde southern girl turned out to be a murderous alien from outer space. <laughs> she would have been perfect for him. <laughs> oh, Sorry, yeah. I'm ch- I was channeling oh, no. my hands there for a second. Oh no, no, that's that's dead on. No, we. I think it was uh, somebody showed a. Uh, I think our new speaker of this house is Mike Johnson. Yeah, I think I think that's what his name is this week. Yeah, and somebody showed somebody shared a clip on Twitter of him saying, you know, oh, the 18th century. Well, if we let this happen, then this is going to happen. The Republic's like, yeah, we need to return to the 18th century. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, no. As I say, it may have been a clip. I I don't know. That's the uh, 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 there's. Yeah, just so much bullshit. Like you really need to get your kids out of red states. Uh, yes, I mean they're doing their best in other states to limit their colleges, and it's like. But you know, when you talk about getting out of red, red states, you can't get any further away from anything than Arctic substations. Thank you for the transition. I got All you, right. buddy. I Thank got you, buddy. You. <laughs> so the thing, nineteen eighty-two, an undeniable classic. Oh well. Except if you were watching it in eighty two, but of course, and you went to the movies. Well, you well, didn't see, go. You didn't go see it. You went and saw ET. Well, see, that, that's what I was going to get at. When these movies were, the movies came both came from the same studio. Yeah, they were being filmed about the same time. And originally, they thought, okay, we'll use ET to get the kids. It's just this, you know, fluffy little kids movie. That's all they thought about ET. Yeah. They thought the thing is going to be this big blockbuster. We need to get the teens and the adults. And about three quarters of the way through filming, they're like, eh, I don't think that's going to be the case. So they released E.T. first. And then three weeks, three weeks later, yeah. we're going to bring out the thing. Well, and E.T. I think, died the box office for like six months. Uh, and you're better, gonna, better part of the year. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's six, be six months, it was untouchable. It still ran for another six months after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that first six months, like you weren't touching it. So to release your other big movie from your studio three weeks later, you might as well like you know stuck your foot in a bear trap. Like you, well, you done doom. Well, theoretically, they probably made their money back on this movie just because of ET. Did on VHS. Well, no, I'm saying if you just say, "Oh, ET is going to cover the flop." Well, yeah, yeah. ET right. made so much money. Yes, the yeah, it covered the. Okay, I get that. Yeah, sure. yeah. Uh, I think two weeks after ET was released was Blade Runner. Again, another undeniable classic. Uh, another great, another great movie that didn't get its flowers till a little bit down the road. Right. Yeah. So, um, but this all, but the effects of this, like they were basically saying, this could have killed uh, John Carpenter's career. Yeah, because you know that that was the other thing that kind of like made this movie flop. It, it one, it was going up against ET. Two, the gore and the effects were great, fantastic. Yeah. The problem was they weren't ready for you know Middle America, nineteen eighty two. Right. So he could he literally got labeled a pornographer of gore. Mm-hmm. And you know that that's a, I mean he got Firestarter taken away from him because yeah. of this. Right, if it, it wasn't and, for Chris, and another 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 Stephen King movie that he wanted to do was taken away from. I don't. It's never really been revealed what that was, but he did get Christine. Yeah, eventually, right. eventually, right. So, yeah, he, um, yeah. So it's a, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Like you look at cinema today, like 
yes, you only expect your movie to be number one for one weekend. Yeah. And no, nobody's scheduling against each other anymore. Well, see, and that's the thing. Four years earlier, Carpenter ruled the cinemas for over a year with Halloween. Which, yeah. Yeah. So they were like, oh, yeah, we got this. Yeah. It's... So there's a little elements, though, that definitely doesn't make this like your typical Carpenter movie, which is kind of weird well, and, to think about it. Like you, you got. Know, uh, since since uh, we're talking about like things that hurt this movie, let's go ahead and jump clear to the end of the movie. The ambiguous ending. Well, yes. Um, a lot of people did not like that in 82. And I know and for a fact in 2023, there are still some people who aren't too happy about it. They don't know what the hell happened. Okay. You could buy the PlayStation 2 video game. They well, tell you they I, tell you that Creedy you know the, the thing. I, for, but... I forgotten that it had existed until I was doing my research and I found a couple YouTube videos about yeah. it. Because, like, okay, they set up, like, well, this is what happened after the movie. But that video game just it, the play fact, the playability factor, notwithstanding, just the fact, like, okay, we have things popping up every thirty seconds, and now we have a paramilitary unit, and you know, a guy who's like, oh no, I injected myself with the thing virus because I can, can, I can control it, and then we have the main character of the movie for whatever reason is immune to it. What? Yeah, no, well, there's still, well, as you say all that, it's there's like, oh, it's still ways to interpret it, so. John Carpenter, sure. uh, John Carpenter <laughs> approved approved the sequel. The he video game. It. He, he yeah. appeared in it. Oh, there right. was a character that was, you know, there was a character that looked like him and was voiced by him. Yeah. So <laughs> again, this is post uh, Ghost of Mars, which I love. Yeah, this is also twenty. This video game came out twenty years after the movie did. Right. So, I mean, well, of course, you mean you're not. You're obviously not going to make a video game tie-in in '82 because yeah. the only game in town back then was Atari. Right. Well, they, they. I mean, yes, Jaws and Superman had movies, but oh no, no, ET ET ruined the video game market. So. <laughs> oh yes, God, that horrible thing. Yeah. So. Um. Yes, but I mean, when I say it's not like traditional Carpenter movies, it's like a script by Bill Lancaster, best known for the Bad News Bears franchise. Sure. Uh, instead of Carpenter under a fake name, like he usually does. Well, because the studio didn't want Carpenter. Okay. Because they had, they had Carpenter's produ- producer buddy. He was the one doing the movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's like, okay, I want Carpenter to do it. And Universal was like, yeah, no, that didn't happen. So then, they, yeah, they brought in the Bad News Bears guy to write it, who, you know, he loved the uh, the thing from Outer Space, which is right. based off of, which was based off a short story called uh, Who's There. Yes. Yeah. No, I did all that. That's why, that's why I still felt the Carpenter was a fan of the, yeah, that's why, because Car- Carpenter was a huge fan of the short story and the thing from outer space, as was yeah. the writer and the producer. Mm-hmm. So when the original guy that had tapped to direct it kind of bowed out, you know, finally the producer's like, okay, Carpenter? And they're like, okay, Carpenter. Mm. Yeah, Universal never wanted Carpenter to make this movie. Because they were they were afraid that he was going to make it too gory, which he which you know. Shut up. Went, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. technically, yeah, the studio was right, but you know, yeah, it's yeah. 
but, but that's why you know, we, we're still we're still talking about this thing. Yeah, you know, we love we still love you know it's still probably one of the it's still called and rightfully so one of the greatest horror movies of all time, and right they, for a reason. Right, it's and freaking good. Well, yeah, and this is go back to like it's weird that when you um people don't call this movie John Carpenter's The Thing or John Carpenter's Halloween. Like right. John Carpenter made it a point whenever he signed the movie, like, no, my name has to be ahead of the title. Which you and know, then, if you watch Halloween or the Thing or even Big Trouble in Little China, it always says John Carpenter's movie title. Right. But when and you it, talk about it, it's you know movie yeah. title. But I'm just saying, it goes I, back I to the only movie that actually gets called John Carpenter's fill in the blank is again a movie that you and I have kind of talked about and butt heads a little bit here and there. John Carpenter's Vampires. Like, right. I don't call that vampires. I call it yeah. John Carpenter's vampires. Well, no, and I think for the sake of vampire vampires in general, we should call it John Carpenter's vampires. Yeah, like, because because it takes anything you've ever seen in any other vampire media and it goes well, left it out for me. Yes. So, uh, and I think a lot of times though, with that one, it's kind of like a celebration of the fact that of John Carpenter doing a vampire movie. Oh, sure. Hence why we throw his name ahead of it. And yeah, so, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it's not a it's not a terrible movie. I don't hate. It. I actually do no. enjoy the movie. Oh, it's, it's just it's, it's, it's just out there. It's bottom half. It, it's bottom half of John Carpenter's filmography. Oh yeah, I mean the it, only it, one. It, the it, only one I have not really that I think is the bottom is Children of the Dam. Yeah, I I watched that again a long time ago. Wasn't impressed. Not heard a lot of great things about it. It is what it is. Right. I mean, so, I mean, come on. Everyone, every movie maker has that one movie. It's like, oh yeah, they made that too. Like you know, yeah, oh you know, well, you don't, you don't hear George Lucas talk about Howard the Duck very often. You know what I'm saying? Uh, George Lucas, George Lucas only directed six movies. Howard the Duck was not one of them. I, I, I know he produced it. Right. He produced but, Labyrinth. He, produ- he produced Red Tail or Red Tails was it? Yeah, Red Tails. Yeah, no, he's produced a lot of stuff. Okay, he's done a I, lot think of a, I think a, I think a better example would be uh, Ang Lee. Okay, yeah, Ang Lee ain't talking about the Hulk. He's not talking about Gemini Man. No, that either. Right. This guy's won two Best Director Oscars, and they weren't that. <laughs> yeah, no, they were Brokeback Mountain. He should have won for Crouching Tiger. Yeah, he got robbed. I mean, everyone knows it. And even, uh, the guy who, even the guy who won that year says, no, well, that's wrong. that's Steven Soderbergh, who's like the most intellectual filmmaker there is. So, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but another element is this is an and nobody can badmouth it because it's Ennio Marconi. But it's an Ennio Marconi score instead of a John Carpenter score, which is kind of weird. Yes. Well, again, that goes to the fact that they kind of had all the other pieces in place. Oh, OK. And then we get the Carpenter. That's right. why Carp- you don't have that Carpenter score. You don't have some of your. I mean, yes, you have Kurt Russell, even right. though he was like, even though he was actually one of the last people asked to do the role of uh, R.J. Mother F. and McCready. Yes, that's how you got. I mean, you have to say it that way because that's, that's no, what, no, I mean, no, 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 no. We, we love Jack Burton. We've talked about our love for Jack Burton. No, R.J. R.J. McCready, baby, is right there with him. Yes. Um. So. Yeah, it's a, uh, but it's, no, as you say, that it was a pre-developed 
but the score were like you would be surprised oh, yeah. if it wasn't I mean, if you'd be surprised if it wasn't Carpenter because well, it's Car- very Carpenter, Carpenter did come in and do a little he did a little bit with the music okay in fact I believe I, be- I believe that I I, ca- I call it the haunted bass line that dun dun the yeah. the, 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 the the main thing theme that dun, dun just the simple dun 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 dun. Then, then, yeah, that, yeah. that was I believe that was Carpenter, or at least he influenced that. Right. I mean Morcone, uh rest in peace. Probably one of the most sure. until you know, until Tarantino brought him. Yeah. It was the most underappreciated uh composers. I, I would say I mean, Danny Elfman's never gonna get an Oscar, which is kind of no, weird. I mean, you know, one of my one of my favorites, because um, just every movie that his music appears in, I really like. So it's just kind of a win win for me. Alan Silvestri. Oh yeah, he, you know he did he did Back to the Future. He did Forrest Gump. He did a lot of Marvel, uh, which is probably gonna hurt him in the end. You know, doing a lot of Marvel. <laughs> You know what? If, if it wasn't for the fact that he did so many bangers in the eighties and nineties, I would agree with you. But the fact that he did, you know, the Back to the Future franchise, he did Forrest Gump, he did all these other, you know, Zemeckis films and Spielberg films and all this other stuff in the in the day. By the time he gets to, the, by the time he gets to Marvel in the mid two, in you know the early twenty tens, mm-hmm. like, you know, I was like, hey, I'm, you know, I I, I need, you know, I, I just want to keep working because I'm bored. Oh yeah. I don't I don't want to pick up gardening. So, you know what? I'm going to keep doing the thing. Let's get them Disney checks. Everybody's happy. And, hey, I mean, I've kind of done this sub-series on the podcast, like uh, MCU Next Tuesday, as I like to call it. <laughs> and, I've, and I've been trying to catch up with the MCU. I did I did skip uh, Chang-Chi and The Eternals. Um, the Eternals, I liked it. I really did. I could see oh, cool. where people... I can see why people griped at it. It is a. It would. I think that one would have been better as one of the MCU series on Disney Plus with all the stuff that they. You know, it was a three-hour movie. One. Yeah. They packed a lot into it. And they basically packed. Literally, the movie takes place over a million years almost. Mm-hmm. They they put a lot of crap in there, so that would have been. But I think it would have been better as a series. But it wasn't. It, like I said, it, I, I think it was interesting. I want to see how it ties into everything else. Right. And I don't. But that's why. That's why. Is out there in that field. Yeah, that's my fear. It's not going to tie into anything, so I'm not. I'll I'll go back to if it does. Uh, but, Shang- then, but with Shang, yeah, I was saying bringing up your other one, Shang Chi. That was a great damn movie. I, I and that's something I hear all the time. So yeah, that that one was. I mean, we're we're talking right up there with like Iron Man One, Captain Ooh, America. Like we're, we're talking right up there with the OG, really good. Marvel so movie. I Iron Man Civil War, not Civil War. Um. <laughs> Uh, first Avenger. winter so well winter I, was, I, I, yeah. I like first Avenger. i really i really enjoyed that oh no no it's a fun movie like you could have started the franchise with that but oh, absolutely iron man is such a bit better movie it, it, it was it, it was weird because you know going back to 2008 ish or so when the mcu began iron man and captain america yes they've been around forever but they weren't they weren't batman they weren't super they weren't the no, no, they weren't the they weren't no they weren't spider-man or the x-men yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah, really they, all Mar- that's really all Marvel had that was going was working for it. They tried some stuff with you know Fantastic Four, Blade. You know, Blade. Obviously, you don't oh. have Blade. No Blade. No MCU. No. I mean, no. Yeah. I mean, I'm almost scared of a PG-13 Blade. Um, 
I'm look. They're they're well because they they full on said that Deadpool three, which is now officially MCU. Yes, that's that's going R. They okay. have not they have not ruled out the possibility of Blade being R. Right, it's one of those weird Disney Plus things. They're, they're, I they're, think they're ba- they're basically waiting to see how good Deadpool, how much money Deadpool makes. Well, they got my eight, they got my twenty bucks. So oh yeah, I mean yeah, I, I would say by the time me and my wife both go and get our large popcorn, and large drinks, I got fifty something. I mean, I do get my military discount, thank you, but I I still got fifty like at least fifty bucks going down the drain, and I'm going to gladly say here to shut up and take my money. Yes. I want to see Deadpool and Wolverine and the whole other rumored uh, cast of characters that's going to show up in this thing. I want to see what the hell we got going. I want to see what's cooking. So now I'm just thinking, like, I'm jonesing so, for some ink, and it's like, do I get the fry from Futurama? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. You're, you're yeah, like, when they finally announced when that movie, because it's been delayed again. Yes, you know, obviously. Yeah. But when they finally announce when that movie's coming out, you'll know because that's all you're going to see like on my page is that meme and the, yeah. the, the, the theatrical release date. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Uh, another note I took. So The Thing, all right, 1982, yeah. which sets up. So basically in The Thing 2011, yes. some, Nor- some Norwegians find a crash spaceship. And yes, they decide, and the, they find, they find, yeah. the body, the they find the body of the astronaut. Dare I say? Yeah, uh, the, you know, pilot, whatever right. you want to call him. There's some, there's some, the, there's some drafts of the scripts where it was actually something that it was a prison. The thing was a prisoner in the spaceship. Would, okay, that'd make a little more sense. <laughs> so, I mean, I, yeah, and there, I'll get through my, I'll get through my couple notes. Yeah, theories, right, couple but, origins. right. But they find an organism that escaped the ship, frozen mm-hmm. in ice, hundred million years. Yeah, long ass. All right, okay. And the Norwegians accidentally revive it. Yes. And now it's uh, uh, they there was hopes that they would not escape Norway's Antarctic station. It has in the form of a husky. And, and, and as I have my little uh, white Siberian husky laying near me right now, every time we watch that movie, I look at that bitch, and I'm like, "Don't you get any damn ideas?" <laughs> yes. Um. Well, no, and I make it. Uh, I'll, I'll get to that note eventually. But the yes, it basically is a shapeshifter who can replicate cells of any li- living yeah, organism it, it's yeah, in contact with. Yeah, this thing gets you. It not only it not it becomes you. Yes. Like it takes over every one every one of your cells becomes this thing, which is why bullets don't work on it because you can't shoot every single cell. That's why you got to torch the thing, which is why the blood test scene is so great. Yes. Because this thing fights down to the last cell. Right. Which actually I bring up, and that is a note. Like, and I think we discussed it maybe in our Ghostbusters uh, podcast. I'm, I'm sorry, our Caddyshack. And our first podcast together was even kind of a marathon. We just kind of always have our, our wide variety of movies yes. with a common topic. But Ghostbusters ended up being a large part of the conversation. Sure. Oh, yeah, um, and I think we discussed evolution. Yes. And even the filmmaker, um, Ivan Reitman. Ivan Reitman, yeah. Well, yes. Um, this is the only month. Uh, so 
Evolution's the only monster you can't kill with fire. No, that 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 was the weakness was fire. No, 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 it, fi no fire was his, no. I'm sorry, you're right. Fire yeah. was his strength. Yeah, they yeah. introduced fire. It got yeah, You're right. You're right. I my my bad. My bad. All right. So maybe Ivan Reitman was even smarter than we give him credit for for evolution. Yeah, Sean, I mean, like, Sean, Sean William Scott, like he's a he's he's the ultimate gamble. What can you say? Yeah, um, and well, I mean, again, this was early 2000s, so yeah, let's get him, let's get our, let's get Orlando uh, Bloom, oh, Orlando Jones, Orlando Jones, Orlando Jones. I'm sorry, yeah, I, sorry, I, I, I didn't mean the Elf guy. I meant the guy from the Seven Up commercial. Sorry, right? Um, you, you, you bring him in. You know, he was hot on Mad TV, so of course he was going to get movie deals. He got a lot of many early, and people realized, oh, he's funny on Mad TV. He's decent in movies. Yeah. But he's no, he's not a headliner. He's Ernie Hudson, no. sadly. I mean, well, I mean, well, that, that's why you, you bring in Academy Award award winner um, Julian Moore, Julian Moore, and you bring in you know David, David Cutler, yeah. who's, who's still you know the X Files is not done but wrapping up. So I mean, you know, we still got the X Files fame. You know, let's throw right. him in there. Yeah, you got the. The head military guy being the guy you throw into any authority figure. He was the guy, like the guy uh, Paul Walker reported to in Fast and Furious. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's just more of something I wanted to mention. It's like like, and now as we discussed, well maybe Ivan Reitman was smarter yeah. for. You said, uh, go, going going back to you know even like the alien invasion movies of the 30s, 40s, 50s. Fire always kind of seemed to be your guy. Yeah. Like, hey, we got to destroy these things. Anyone got a match? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. you, know, no. you know, you you get to evolution. We got, you know, not fire. You, you know, you get to, you get to signs from Shyamalan. Uh, water. The, yeah. the, the complete opposite of fire. Right. So, yeah, it's just more of a weird observation that I did not expect to take three or four minutes on. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. As I, no, this is this this is podcast gold. Is when you get <laughs> off on those rants. Um, so, uh, it's weird though. You get weird needle drops. There's not a lot of music in the thing, no, obviously, I, but it's uh, the, but the, it's the super it's superstitious. And yeah, superstitious. It gets dropped. And then uh, I just think back to The Exorcist, where the Rambling Man is just yeah the only song in that movie, which. The, yeah, and the use the use of the song "Superstitious," the way they use it is great. Yes, it, you know everyone's kind of doing their thing. You know, Nal's in the kitchen, everyone's in the rec room, and that dog's just wandering around. Yeah, oh. so we've already established that the doggy that the escaped the Norwegians and that the Norwegians are popping caps at, at the end of 2011 and the beginning of '82. It ain't a dog. It yeah. just looks like a good boy. It ain't a good boy. Right. Did you have anything to add about the grenades? As I said, as we're, um, you could tell that the people using grenades had did not have proper grenade training because yes. they're dropping them out of a helicopter. That's not going to work on a moving target. No. Stationary targets, sure. And then you know they we we land the thing, pulls the pin, grenade goes behind him. He's digging in the snow. He blows up, and the helicopter blows up. 
And then, of course, they, they've actually translate. They've actually translated what the guy says that's holding the rifle and going to shoot the dog. He's speaking in Norwegian. He says, that's not a dog. That's an alien. He, he tells them everything you need to know in those three sentences. But he's but he doesn't know English. Which well, no, I love and, then, I, and I love the fact that in 2011 they established that case. the only guy speak, who yeah. he don't speak English. Yeah. So it, it, so yeah, again, I love the attention to detail. So again, you know, he's telling you guys like, look, get out of the way. I'm trying to save you, and you know, homeboy breaks the panel of glass out of the window. One shot, one kill through the eyeball. Well, now you got to deal with the alien for the next uh, hour and change. Yeah. Um, so it does make me wonder, what are we doing in Antarctica? All we should be doing is developing seal and penguin COVID. Yeah, like all, all we're doing, like, we've gone, we've been sending scientists, and I say we, as in the human race, have been sending scientists down there for the better part of, what, 60, 70 years, at least? Yes, yeah. And expeditions down that way going back to the late 1800s. You know, and I get I get NASA going down there because you know theoretically right. it's similar to like Mars in the, in the fact of its landscape and everything. Mm-hmm. I get some scientific you know, things being down there, but yeah, why does why does we got Russia down there? We got Norway down there? We got a bunch of redneck Americans down there? What are we doing? Yeah, that's uh, but there there but now I've gotten to my note about is it a greedy or bored alien? Who would not want to be to spend the rest of their existence as an undying good boy? I mean, I, I, I again, I get, I get the alien's choice of of tactic. It, the the, re, the reason that he gets no sympathy from me, he as soon as he gets locked up with the other good, the real good boys, he ain't in there two minutes, and his face is splitting open, and he's shooting Twizzlers ropes out of his back at him. Bad dog, bad boy. <laughs> well, it's it's more of like a question because the alien always seems to try to want to escape. Like uh, getting later in the movie, Wilford Brimley building, yeah. trying to rebuild the spaceship, or the alien goes back to his spaceship. Like you could have gone. Like you play these freaking uh, Scandinavians long enough, you're going to end up in Norway. Yeah. Why are you See, like? When, why are you trying to run still? It, it, it goes to this theory that the the thing only if you, if you watch both movies, this theory holds water. The thing only does something when it's threatened. Yes, you know it doesn't even jump out of the ice coffin in 2011 until the drill accidentally goes too deep and hits it. Yeah, you attack me. Mm-hmm. You know. Going, you know, talking, going to the famous blood scene testing that we've talked about a few times already. Right. You know, Palmer doesn't do nothing. You know, he's he's literally watching everybody else's blood get tested. He, yeah. He's looking at the floor. His, mm-hmm. you know, everyone was like watching with bated breath when their dish came up. Palmer's just like whatever, man. And next thing you know, alien coming out of the blood and blood running away, and dude's head splits open and he's chomping on windows. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm just saying. It's like, yeah, I think, yeah, he's trying to be chill. Like, like he might, you know, he he's he's been asleep for a hundred million years. He might yeah, just want to go home. The point where other people infected with the thing are kind of like pointing the finger at other infected. Like, it wants to protect itself so much. Like, no, no, that's the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm, yeah. Totally, I mean, I'm one too. But you leave me alone. We'll be, we'll, we'll, you know, we're coaching. Mm. 
Uh, so Keith David always getting high. Yeah, Keith David, Keith David and the actor that played he's, uh, Palmer, he's, they, they, yeah, they, were pass, they were passing the joint. Yeah, you know, one was a hippie, and then of course you have to have the ethnic guy, you know, do drugs in a, a movie in the eighties. I'm right. sorry, yeah, but that's right. not, it's, it's not me. I didn't, yeah, I didn't well, but the, the, I just now thought about it. like he's always chatting voodoo somehow. Yeah, Keith David, and then oh, yeah. he ends up, you know, being an underappreciated Disney villain. <laughs> Yeah, he ends up literally becoming a voodoo witch doctor. You know, I mean, I mean, well, granted, he's, I, he's no, still, I we I, and as I say, always mention, always dealing with voodoo, and then I I say that, and I think, oh, did I miss Marked for Death, my favorite Steven Seagal movie? Exactly, but <laughs> yeah. you know, he he he'll he'll let he'll let it slide that we don't remember him for the Disney villain because he's still cashing gargoyles checks. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I, I can't like they're talking about the, they're talking about they're doing a live action remake for Disney Plus as a series of gargoyles. If Keith David ain't doing the voice, I ain't, I don't want it. No, no, I hear you. You can only have one dude be Goliath. You can yeah. cast anybody else as anybody else. I don't care. If Keith David ain't the you know, it's, it's the same way the Transformers movies. If Colin ain't doing Optimus Prime, I don't want it. You know, no Peter yep. Cullen, no my no my ten bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't stand for um oh shit, what was his name? Uh crap. Kevin Conroy. Like yeah. uh Chris Christian Bale could be Bruce Wayne all he wants. But, but yeah, like I, I, I do I, I mean you, you know, Kevin Conroy, all the animated movies, all this, you know, he, he played him literally for 30 years. And I'm yes. cool with him. But the fact that not one guy said, hey. Even when they did the Affleck movies and they worked with the voice modulator. Okay, yeah. great. Modulate me some Kevin Conroy. Right, right. Um, yeah, and I can't say we've had bad Batman since Clooney. Uh, Clooney, um, I will apologize all day long for Kilmer. I actually like that one. Well, I, there's Kilmer was just a face to throw behind. Like, oh, he's kind of he's still got some fame. I, I, I like. I liked a lot of like the psychological PTSD stuff that he brought to the character with the flashbacks of his parents. I uh, and, but the entire, the, the flashbacks of parents shouldn't have really been happening after like, cause we're still working with the 89 continuity. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. All, all, all four of those movies are based off the Keaton Burton stuff. Yeah. But, but I mean, I, I like that they were playing with it though. Mm-hmm. I mean, that maybe you know speaks to my own issues with PTSD and mental illness, but right, I'm yeah, no, we're, I, I, I kind of champion movies to kind of get it right. Okay, cool, cool. No, I mean, in, in, in my, I, my, I, oh no, I, I've got a lot of un undealt with PTSD myself. Uh, I mean, I've seen a man set himself on. I've sold the gas to a guy who set himself on fire, and uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of mine still. Sure. Probably more of hard hard headedness and discipline in other my, other fields. I got my, my speak I got my speaking out wrestling stories too. So yeah. well, I mean, obviously, you know, yeah. Right. Well when you, you talk about the hard headedness I mean dealing with that stuff. My last name is TD. That's the root word of the word tedious. Meaning yeah. I'm a stubborn bastard. Right. No, no. And let's just say, just haven't found a great therapist, I suppose, on my behalf. Exactly. exactly. Uh just an observation though. Have you seen uh Hayao Miyazaki's Princess Mononoke. 
No, I, oh. I, 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 I will admit I'm not the world's biggest anime dude. Oh no, 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 is, that's 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 fair. I, I understand but that. that. But that is the one. Whenever I say, "Hey, I kind of, you know, you know, if I were to watch anime, what should I watch?" Nine times out of ten, that one's in the conversation. Yeah, uh, just a lot of demon elements uh, of the um, of the alien and his spreading. Uh, gotcha. can be seen in that, but so, um, so uh, Norris's death and transformation, greatest Carpenter scene. It's the, I don't know if I want to give it the award, but it's definitely in the conversation. Yeah, I you know, I mean, and again, that that goes back to it only does something when it's threatened. Coming in with coming in with the uh, the fibrillator, you know, like hey. That's gonna hurt. Chomp chomp. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just saying then so you got the defibrillator, then it's like, oh, the bodies and they're torsing it, and then you got the head and the you gotta be effing kidding me. Oh well, I mean, well, first off, props to letting Keith David say it. Uh I don't think it was David who said it, it was Palmer who No 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 they said the line you gotta be effing kidding me. No, I think that was Palmer. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because Palmer said it. Yeah, because yeah, Ch- Child saw it. Palmer said it. Child's torched it. Yeah. Right. So, uh, speaking of Child's, though, it's like at the end. So when the alien, well, they've decided that we have to torch the. We have to die to prevent yeah, we the have alien to, yeah, from we have to blow up the ship. The ship. We have to kill Blair thing. Um, we have to burn this whole mother effort to the ground. So nobody rediscovers it. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. at this point, they figured out, yeah, the thing's going to go to sleep, wait for the rescue party to show up, and I'm out of here. Right. Why do they ever, like, why didn't they drag Childs along with them? They wanted him to stay there in case Blair showed up in the main thing. If Blair showed up, without, especially because they, they, they went out to give Blair the blood test. Yeah, Blair wasn't there. That's when they discovered his underground lair, and he was building a spaceship. Their, their instru- McCready's instructions were: if Blair comes back and we're not with him, torch his ass. Okay, so he was basically there as an insurance policy in case they failed. Yeah, but it's one of those one of those like you know. I mean, yeah, Childs wasn't a thing then. Splitting up is a horrible idea. Yeah. Okay. Uh, But but it goes back to like, uh, yeah, we got to have like, you know, some, you know, we don't have Liberty Mutual. We got, you know, we got Keith David with a flamethrower. Which is, I'd say, better than Liberty Mutual nine times. Nine times. I'm sick of we move. I'd rather have Keith David walking around on my TV with a flamethrower. Right. So. Uh, but again, that brings back to 2011. It's like, again, the guy who's most aware of what's going to happen yeah. is really your villain in a sense. Yeah, yeah. While you're here, it's your hero in in 2011. So right. But um, you know, I I, I love I love the characters in this movie. Oh yeah, no, that's that's a problem with 2011 is that. The, I mean, they had again. They had a great cast. You know, they, they but, had everyone's favorite favorite bear lover from Game of Thrones. Yeah, they, you know, they had um, you know, the smart ass from NCIS, uh, Los Angeles. Uh, 
Yeah. You know, they had they had some they had some great actors, but the characters weren't there. Well, but I, and what I'm saying is that uh when I'd say seven eighths of your movie is our European actors. Yeah. Sadly an American a Western audience. Yeah. Is not gonna give a shit like I mean, if this would I mean, have came Mr. out Mr. Two Mr. Years... Echo Mr. Echo was in it and people still didn't give a crap. Right. Well, if it would have came out two years later when we knew uh, Thorman Giant Spain. Yep. And, well, been... again, it, it, again, this kind of goes back to when we were talking about the faculty. This was a movie that a lot of guys did before the next thing. Yeah. You know, this, you know, he, you know, the guy that from NCIS, he wasn't doing the NCIS uh, Los Angeles yet. This, he did this yeah. right before that. You know, he did this right before he was trying to, you know, sleep with Gwendolyn Christie. Uh, <laughs> we'll have giant babies. I mean, I just got to think of tall chicks. So. <laughs> I'm I'm six foot four. I love me a big woman. <laughs> well, I, I think it's more of me just trying to correct. Like, if I'm going to breed, I better try to course correct my five and a half. Well, well, for, five, for me, five, 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 five. It's like, I want, you know, for me, it's like, okay, I could date that five foot one girl over there. I'm going to smash her literally when, you know, if I get on top of her. Or that woman over there looks like she could bench press me. Let's do this. Sad. I have not heard much of what Gundam Quissy is doing. Um, she she did um the uh the Sandman series. Okay, well, sheesh. I I got three. Netflix DVD.com is giving me three month three months three of Netflix because they didn't give me ten free three DVD eh, eh, free DVDs. Gotcha. So. Yeah, she she did that. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if she's got something that you know coming down the pipe. I don't know if she's yeah. stalled by the strikes. I don't know. I mean, yeah, unfortunately, Game of Thrones was not the launching pad that everyone kind of hoped it would be. Right. No, because all I, these people, all these people did go on to do some movies right after the fact. N- name three of them. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, I, as I say, I got Grendelin. That's just it with Grendelin Christie, though. It's like she had Captain Phasma, and it's like. What, but, I could have, but, I could, I could have figured a way. She, it, if it was Ryan Johnson doing Rise of Skywalker, here, here, there would have the been thing. a way to bring her back. She, she, they, they wanted her to be Boba Fett, and she came out Django. You know what I'm saying? Like she, she wasn't that. That character wasn't good. That character, I mean, it had no, no fault of hers. That character just, it was dumb. It, it was a not. It was, it was an action figure. It was our, it was our, it was our attempt to make a new Boba Fett. Yeah, that's all that was. Right. Oh, I'm just saying, like, if we would have, like, that's the biggest problem with the Rise of Skywalker. Well, biggest problem with Solo bombing, which yeah. is like, no, I love Solo personally. I, but, I, I thought that was a good movie. Yeah, uh, it's just the entire idea, like, well, it didn't make its budget back in one weekend. So, yeah, D- Disney math. And then you know, I'll just talk right now of girl math, boy math, dog math, whatever. Disney math is the most frustrating. If it yeah. doesn't make if it doesn't make double its budget back in the first weekend, or if it doesn't make a billion dollars in four weeks, we flopped. Yeah. I'm sorry. Right. What? Yeah. You're 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 still pulling in way more money than you paid for the IP to begin with from every movie you're putting out. Your, yeah. your investment has paid off a billion times over, and you're still not happy? Yeah, well, I mean, 
marketing is way too much. Like, that's just it. Well, like, yes. I mean, yeah, they spend a lot of money in marketing that sometimes they don't necessarily make back the marketing budget, which I right. kind of get. But at the same and time, like, shut up. You, you, it's you, more you a question. A, you, you still what, afford your personal chef, your six houses, your yacht, and your private jet. You ain't starving. Shut your face. Well, it's more of the issue that you're like, did Solo really need marketing? And that's the thing. Like, sure, show me, give me you, know, give me my thirty-second TV commercial. Let me know when the release date is. But we don't need an epic billboard campaign. Yeah, we right. Don't, we don't need all. You know, like I said, give me my commercial spots now with the internet. You know, you know, throw me out of TikTok, throw me out something on Snapchat, whatever have you. Give me my YouTube uh, clip that I'll might hit skip on. I might not. You know, but like we don't need to go. We don't, this isn't 1999. We don't need to go with the media blitz we did with the Phantom Menace because the IP had been kind of out of touch for, you know, 15 whatever years. Right. 15, 12, years. Yeah, 18 years, but no, 17. But I, I think, yeah. No, that's why you just think of like, I keep saying it about Marvel, like, okay, after Endgame, could we take 20 years off like we did with Star Wars? But then again, yes, that's the other thing. Then, then you have the oversaturation value, which Disney, right. you know, they're pumping out Star Wars movies every couple of years. They, you know, they're pumping out multiple Marvel flicks a year. Well, that's, 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 that's my bit, that, well, that's my biggest problem with uh, Disney is like, oh, they're pumping out multiple Marvel movies. Uh, yeah. Where's my annual Star Wars movie? You stopped doing annual Star Wars movies. COVID happened. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is very true. That that is what happened. You yeah, know, I mean, you know, like I said, we can get two or three Marvel Disney Plus series a year. You know, it's two or three years between seasons of The Mandalorian. Right. No, it's just basic. But I'm just saying, it's like I say, oh, we could have took 20 years off, and then me being a Star Wars guy over a Marvel guy. But where is my annual Star Wars? Movie? Right. Yeah. Screw these guys who needed well, I, 50, I, I, 50, I do, 50 I do, years I to get, develop their IP. Like I, I do, I do get them kind of like holding up on the Star Wars to kind of go back. Like, hey, wait a minute, what we're doing is not working. We need we need to rethink. We need to rethink this. Yeah. Whereas Marvel, since the movies are part of the same thing, but they're all they're all different things as well. Not one. I mean, yes, they are part of an overarching story, but they don't have to be. Mm. Whereas Star Wars, it's the story. It's the overarching. Yeah. Everything ties to this. Marvel's like, yeah, everything ties to this eventually when we want right. it to. So until then, enjoy this. Enjoy this. Enjoy this. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. I still got to watch Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania. I mean, um, okay. I've, I, I have watched that movie once. I have not watched it a second time. I was convinced not to watch that movie Herbalize the first time. I wish I would have. Because they're like, because I, I went and saw Multiverse of Madness very much elevated. And that was a good movie, but Elevated, it was a really good okay, movie. Okay, I was about to say, like, I liked Multiverse. Ooh, I didn't oh, I didn't I did smoke too. anything. Yeah, it's, so. it's, it's, it's one of those movies where it's like, hey, they're playing on the, like, Quantumania, um, you know, uh, Multiverse, they both play on trippier elements of the MCU. Okay. So why not embrace the trippy? Nope, nope, I hear you there. No, you're, yeah, so. All right. 
So, yeah, I don't have any further notes on the thing. I mean, it's... Well, uh, the last thing I, last thing I want to bring up, then, the ending. Yes. Who, who's the thing? Uh, this has been debated for 40 years, folks, and it's going to be debated for another 40 years. I'm going to go with the stance that they both froze to death. The thing okay. is already asleep. I'm going to go with this. Like a lot of people, like the evidence that people use to say that this person is a thing is the evidence I use to say it's the other person. Okay. So people let are, me, let me say like somebody said that, oh, there's always a gleam in the eye yeah. of the thing. They, it's they like did that in, they only did that in the blood testing. That's the only scene where they actually did that. Okay. So I'm just saying that, 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 but the that two, yeah. That disqualifies Charles. He's not the thing. See, like I said, I'm not. I'm not using the gleam rule. Okay. But, 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 like I said, hear me out. The, you know, people say, "Well, Charles, you could see Max's breath, but you can't see Charles. Charles, the thing." Well, it could just been, you know, he was. Yeah. I don't. I, mm, All right. The biggest piece of evidence to support my theory is McCready hands Childs a bottle of whiskey. Right. Are you saying the gasoline concept? No. Oh, okay. No, it's pure whiskey. Childs drinks the whiskey. Kurt Russell chuckles. Because Kurt Russell just infected Childs. Okay. Because Kurt, Kurt Russell was told earlier in the movie, we should prepare our own food and we should eat out of cans. So we are not, you know, so we don't risk accidental contamination. People say that Childs is the thing because he drinks the whiskey because he doesn't care. No, he doesn't care because he's tired. He knows he's going to die. Kurt Russell knows that he's going to slobber the heck out of that bottle. Here you go, buddy. Now you're one of me. I honestly believe that with all the evidence presented that Childs is the thing, I can, I flip it and then say, no, that's why Kurt Russell is the thing. Well, and I'm just on the stance that it doesn't matter because that's the beauty at the end it doesn't matter like you said that is that is my opinion that's all it is i'm not gonna i'm not gonna run oh, no, like, no, okay, no and then, the thing and then like no i think he's the thing well no I and as i say it. as i say you go to the sequel video game hypothermia mccready shows up for some reason at the end of the game and flies everybody out yeah right precisely so um uh, yeah, it's just one of the. Mm. And then, of course, it's all editing and what sure. you have to cut. You got Nalls who disappears. Well, and, and, and Carpenter himself, even though he championed the video game, he even says, the answer is there. If yeah. you watch and you pay attention, the answer to that question is there. He doesn't say whether it's Childs, whether it's McCready, or whether they're both human and they just die he just goes if you pay attention the answer is there right which then leads us to say it's nalls yeah because you never actually see nalls die yeah and i hear he that's like he there's a scene but yeah he, yeah he wanders off but you don't really see him interact with anything you just kind of, he just kind of disappears right so yeah there's that argument yeah so I, I I think the ambi again. Why would you be upset with the ambiguity? 
I guess. Yeah, is so my... a, lot of, a lot of people in '81 when that movie came out, like I said, that was one one of the other death blows, as opposed to the gore, the ET thing, all this. A lot of people just didn't. They they were upset that the ending wasn't hand, handed to them on a silver platter. We didn't get the good guy wins, the bad guy. We we got. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, people didn't want. Well, I mean that explains Reaganism. Yeah. Yeah, I mean every. I mean, I guess. Well, no, I'd say every. Dare I say, yeah. Uh, every 80s Carpenter movies deals with Reagan. Yeah. No question about that. No, I mean, you know, he, I mean, let's be honest, he dominated the decade, you know. I mean, right, like, yes. You, know, you can't you can't think of the 80s without thinking of Ronnie. Right, but what I'm saying is that it's essentially though we're talking the thing 82, we're talking Christine 83, which is just a classic message about how we love nostalgia if you mad about yes to quote our favorite little berries on south park (laughs) uh and then starman's obviously xenophobia story uh big little big trouble little china well i mean that's it's kind of it that's the exception yeah i mean that 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 dealt with like the supernatural action that was kind of popular of the 80s but not so much I mean that that movie you you can almost plug that movie into any time and it works. Right. Yeah, the because it's, it's not the overarching Reaganomics or anything like that. Into, yeah, you know, with the exception of Jack Burton, you know, yelling at the insurance people about his getting his truck. That's really kind of the only thing that could maybe quasi get in there. You know what I'm saying? Right, and I would say the fog. Obviously, that's about. A, you know, well, you could say that's an aid statement, but that's a little late for that time. I mean, yeah, if if people call it that, I get it. And if people don't call it that, I get it. Right. But I'm just saying it's again, we're we're abandoning the weak. Yeah. Or the weak and the undesirable. So, I mean, uh, so the fog, Reagan, uh, the thing, Reagan, Christine, Reagan. uh, You could definitely see Reagan in Prince of Darkness. I mean, and, you know, I mean, I don't know John Carpenter's politics. I don't know what he thinks of Reagan. And that's neither here nor there. Okay, well, about... I, you say that, and then I say they live. Kind of tells you what he thinks of Reagan. Well, yeah. Okay. I, 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 I was kind of being, I was trying I was trying to be the ending of the thing. I was trying to be a little ambiguous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, obviously he doesn't like Reagan. But at the same time, you know, it's not that he was putting all those themes in there to necessarily bash reagan they live aside yes you know that's the that's where we were in the country that's where we were in the decade of the 80s all that stuff because you know like i said reagan dominated the 80s so you know of course stuff like that is going to seep in to carpenter's movies because you know he's making these movies in the 80s you know, he wants to throw a little bit of social commentary in it. That's it. That's the kind of thing he does. Well, what's he gonna smack and talk? Oh, f and talk about. You know, we're we're we're. I think we're to Scorsese length, so I think we can get away with that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I I guess I what I'm saying is then you look at Carpenter in the '90s where he kind of lost his teeth. Yeah, because well, because again, look at the time frame he's working in the '90s. He's working under Clinton. Everything's all good. So yeah, the te- the teeth got filed. 
Right. You know, you know, the country was a lot more relaxed with uh, Clinton involved because I don't care what he says. He inhaled. You know, he was a laid back dude. He got handed some mess. You know, he didn't he wasn't the greatest military guy, you know. Well, but yeah, I mean, but military guy then it's just basically do we bomb? Do we just keep do we just bomb to make sure Saddam well, it, doesn't do anything it, it, stupid well, that, or that also, and then, he, uh, and then he, Croatia? I mean. Yeah. Well, we were too busy trying to be the world police force in the 90s. Okay. He wasn't he wasn't the right guy to do that. He was the right guy for a lot of things. Not that. No. So that that's why I say he wasn't the greatest military guy, because we had so much going on in that in the 90s. We had so much, you know, so much of the globe we were trying to like get in there and be like, no, you don't do that. That's my oil. And you know, um, I mean, you don't do that to your people, that's bad. But my oil. Um right. we had so much of that. That's why that's why I give him that moniker of not being a great military guy. Yeah, no, no. Like I said, going back to what we were saying, because he was so chill on everything else, that's why, you know, a lot of filmmakers there he gets filed from the 80s you're not seeing that hard edge we were seeing you know even when you get into the die hard movies they started in the 80s with an edge by the time you get to like die hard with a vengeance the knife has been dulled oh no no it's like we um i would not call john mcclain a racist no he, he's no he's an idiot right exactly but he's got to deal with the fact that most racists are idiots if yes. not all racists are idiots, but no, all, I no, all, you know, all racists are idiots. I'll say that. Well, I no, I think there's some real genuine evil assholes. That's why I don't want to just well, call them yes, stupid. But but, but it, it the the base. Yes. Yes. Evil takes root in idiocy. Yes. No question there. So, all right. So, I think uh, you know after uh, discussing who the thing is and and the ambiguity. I mean that's. Uh, I don't know any other place to go off on that. No, um, and that's the thing. Yeah, j- just like the movie, you don't really know where to go. It just kind of ends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you rewatch it for the violence, and then you rewatch it after that for the clues. Yeah, like it's I say I watched that movie last night. I technically watched it today because I didn't start that sucker till after twelve o'clock. Right. So that, that was, was the game I plan I today. I, I, I definitely wasn't in clue mode at that point. I was tired. I was coming down. I was like, okay, we're just gonna watch and watch. You know, Kurt Russell be a badass yeah. and some cool stuff. Right. And yeah, no, and that's just it. It's a re. It's oh, such a rewatchable movie. You're gonna come up with. Mm-hmm. If if you're not stoned or drunk, you're gonna come up with right. another excuse to rewatch it. it exactly, it's that much of a classic movie. Exactly, and you know, and and this also holds up the long-standing of uh, tradition of Kurt Russell in Carpenter movies, where he just has the best introduction. You know, here we have McCready drinking a little scotch, playing chess on a Commodore sixty four or whatever the heck it is. The computer cheats. He pours whiskey in, in its server. Oh, uh, yeah, right. Uh, I'm not saying the computer cheated. 
but well, no, and that, see, that that's another thing that they kind of talk about that the computer did cheat because that kind of sets up the whole movie. This technologically superior thing to humans has to cheat and hide itself. Yeah, I I don't know. As a chess player, it's kind of like. Well, yes. I mean, yeah, yeah. If you put any kind of logic in it, it kind of throws that theory of a computer. Well, no, 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 out. no. It, it, if you're if you're not a, if you're a guy who played chess because people told you it's better than checkers, yes, you're gonna you're gonna think that the computer could cheat. Yes. To me, it's like I don't know. As I say, and I've brought this up to my real smart friend Paul. Uh, who's up in Chicago land, I believe, couldn't find a job down here after graduation, what have you. Uh, basically, we had a, I just had a discussion. Look, I'm not afraid of AI because cats are the people that are going to take over the world. Right. And he suggested the concept, well, AI does nothing but impersonate humans. So they're going to get obsessed with cats as well. Yeah. Making I mean, them, making them in making them ineffective. Yeah, when, 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 yeah. When AI starts pumping out fake cat videos, that's when the fear of AI is gone. Yeah, and it's gonna happen. I mean, heck, the logo I put for my podcast is an AI generated mm-hmm. cat. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So we're always on TikTok at uh, Couchman Bakes, correct? Yep. Yes, Couchman right. Bakes, home of the show Baking While Baked. Uh, yes. Um, uh, sorry to forget about that one. Uh, you're good. You're good. No, I still, I, also, had the, I still haven't had the nerve for the pickle and the Reese's. I just hate dill. You, you, you know what? Out of all the weird crap I've tried, um, that's still real. I'm still shocked at how much I like that one. Oh, I mean, as they say, I, I get, I don't know. I just hate. There's now my, there's my problem. Yeah. I, believe, I believe now the big one is mustard on an Oreo and it tastes like cheesecake. I, I haven't done it yet, but it's coming. Okay. Well, I will let you test that to begin with. I don't really care for There's an old, I can't remember which comedy comedian of Bob and Tom said it. Like rednecks are the biggest fans of Siegfried and Roy. Yeah, I, I, I know the line. I'll come to me eventually who said it. Right. I, well, as I say, the line is, you know, hate queers, hate tigers, but queers and tigers? Yeah. Oh, I'm there. Get me season tickets for that shit. <laughs> so I'm not questioning. So it's like, that's one of the scary ones. Like, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. No, believe me. Like, I know I have to do it because I'm the guy that has to do it. Right. But just because I have to do it doesn't mean I want to. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, uh, again, again, I feel a little like, again, we were just talking about it a moment ago. I feel a little like John McClane. I'm the one that has to do this. I don't want to be the one. I don't want to do it, though. Right. But I'm wrong, the one Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah. Wrong person. Wrong, yeah. Wrong time. All right. So you can always, if you're still using Twitter, we're not calling it X here officially. No, no. I am on Twitter. <laughs> it's at Couchman Bakes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm still on Twitter because a promotion. What can I do? Uh, at CatBusRuss. I prefer Mastodon. I'm at CatBusRuss.Mastodon.Social. It's longer, but hey, no BS there. Uh, you, if you want to be on the podcast, 
offer me a movie, a theme, a director, an actor. Again, I'd like to talk about movies between 70 and 100 minutes. But <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm willing to work with you if you're willing to work with me. There is the Amadeus podcast at some point. Somebody can offer it. You're, you're going to end up calling that the Couchman Clause. Ah. Because well, it's always me. It's always me. Oh, not necessarily, because uh, the Exorcist was, uh, was the other oh, guy. Yeah, like, that's, oh, true. that's true. But, but you know, again, we, yeah. we talk about our opus with the tombstone, Sam Elliott. Uh, well, it really, uh, go- it really goes all the way back to Ghostbusters. Like, Yeah, I mean, well, yeah like you said, our first podcast... We were like, let's talk about Ghostbusters, but it's long. Let's talk about all these other writers. Yeah, like we've been right. doing it from the beginning. Like it's, it's like yeah, you know, so, like I said, we tried for a year to get the Tombstone thing off the ground. Right. Right. So, thank you, Screen Drafts, for coming up with the marathon. Yes, uh, thank you. But uh, yeah, you can uh, if you want to be on the show, send an email to russthebus07 at gmail.com. That's r u s s t h e b u s zero seven at gmail.com. Offer me a theme, a director, a movie, an actor. Just well, just offer him. I will. I will make a show. I will fry podcast gold, as they say on uh, John <laughs> the Dead, which hasn't been done on the show. Uh, oh, wow. So, uh, otherwise, thank you, Stacia Harden, for keeping an eye on my butt, and I hope uh, you're doing the same for everybody else you touched in your life. And I hope you're squeezing the ever undead crap out of Skimble Shanks, the one-eared angel. He he likes it. Don't worry, people. He, <laughs> he 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 was the most cuddly little kitten, and the little bastard knew it. <laughs> I I understand. Like I said earlier, I have a six month old Shih Tzu puppy. He is adorable, and he is aware. Ah, uh, no, that's it's so much easier. Like you could prepare for humans becoming aware. Oh yeah. No animals. Not a, pu- not a puppy. No, no, animals always take you by surprise. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So. All right. Well, thank you, Andrew, for coming back on the show and being so ready for the podcast. As I said, hey. you were here. You were here before. Like, oh, crap, hey. he's in the room. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll, thank you for allowing me a chance to talk about way too much movie trivia that I have stuck in my brain. Well, that's yeah. This is the outlet, folks. You know too much. Let's get it out there. So. All right, so we'll be back. Uh, I got got big plans for next week. Um, I'll talk to you, Andrew, about that perhaps. And uh-huh. uh, thank you for listening to the 90 for Chill, the podcast. Thank you, Andrew. Later. Can I hear a wahoo?